Just before we get started, I want to let you guys know that this Friday night, we're doing another Friday night hangout over on the YouTube channel. You can go to whiskeynightfight.com if you want to check that out. It's at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. You can just come hang out, drink with us, talk with us. We're just going to be answering a bunch of questions and hanging out and just having fun on a Friday night. So again, whiskeynightfight.com if you want to do that. It's 8 p.m. on Friday. And we're going to do this about once a month in addition to the weekly podcast. But also the podcast is now syndicated in a lot of different places. It's on Apple Podcasts, though don't be alarmed by the massive backlog of of reviews. I tried to submit this as a new podcast. I deleted my old podcast and then somehow Apple just decided to bring the old one back and put this one in its place. I don't know why they did that, but there are a bunch of old reviews from my old podcast, which doesn't exist anymore. Uh, But the podcast is also in Spotify. I am waiting for approval for Google Podcasts and Pandora and a lot of different places. I want the podcast available everywhere. We're just waiting on approval for most of the places. I imagine things are probably still a little slow from the pandemic, but I think that's it for now. We're talking watches this episode and why they are so dangerous and why everybody says do not get into watches. Uh, there's a good reason for that, although it is a lot of fun and it is very, very difficult to listen to that advice. Uh, that's what we talk about in this episode. So pour yourself a little drink, sit back and enjoy episode two of Whiskey Knife Fight. Dude, how about poor old uh, Louisiana? What's going on with those guys right now? Louisiana, Texas. Um, I was talking to Adam Busby uh, a little earlier tonight, and they are bracing for the storm. Uh, Do not envy that. I I rode out a hurricane a few weeks ago, and it was a Category 1 that dropped to a tropical storm back up to Cat 1, and uh, this is a different beast. The one, Laura, Hurricane Laura, heading into Texas is... But it's pretty rough. It's a bad day, bro, for those guys. I feel bad for them. Um, I was telling my wife about it this morning. It's interesting because Louisiana is such a cool place, and um, New Orleans especially. It's such a cool place with a lot of history and a lot of pride, the people that live there in their their town and all that. But, God, it's such a sketchy place to live because of the yeah. whole, like, below sea level situation <laughs> you know that's that's a little bit of a problem um it is yeah that's it's a really like right in the gulf it's really low elevation it's like super sketchy man i would be scared shitless every year during, i mean i i get sketchy during hurricane season here in florida um right and that's you know not near as bad i don't feel like as louisiana where i mean you're subject to get like drowned if a bad one hits because yeah. you know you're below sea level so I feel for those yeah. guys. I hope everybody makes it through that okay. And it, uh, uh, Alex really wants to move to Wilmington. And my reservation, almost every single time the conversation comes up, is it gets blasted with a hurricane like at least once a season, at least once. And they're not usually horrible, but every so often they're pretty bad. And well, I don't want that. You we know? used to I joke don't... around about it here in North Florida is that every hurricane would like come at us and then hook a right and go up and hit North or South Carolina. Like that was like the, for years that seemed to happen. They would come in and then they would go and just go up and hit the Carolinas. Yeah. We cause like, North Carolina sticks out from yeah. the coast and just gets hammered. Uh huh. So, um, every time I just hate hurricane. Let's just say, I just can't stand hurricane season in general. Every year I regret when hurricane season's coming. It's miserable. 
somebody's going to get screwed every hurricane season. If it's not Florida, it's Louisiana, it's Texas, it's the islands and the Bahamas. I mean, somebody, every single hurricane season is having to deal with some horrible crap. I, I'm not a fan of it. You don't have any like major, major weather problems in the mountains. Just lots of snow in the winter, right? which is not a bad thing for me. I like snow. So. Why can't they stop hurricanes? I was talking to my wife about this earlier. Oh, boy. Here we go. No, but I mean, why can't they? Like, here's the deal. They can make it rain in Dubai, right? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Yeah, from Dude, what I understand, they make it rain there. Like, it's in the middle of the desert, how they have all the green crap, right? Like, from what I understand, they do some kind of cloud seeding thing, and they make it rain, like, once a week. And I'm like, if I'm, if I'm remembering or I'm here, if I'm regurgitating that properly, if that's the case, and apparently, and look, this is going to be me sounding like a real dumbass here, and people are going to be like, "Good God, Jeremy, what is wrong with you?" But I mean, that's you kind of have finally figured out the theme of the podcast. Yeah, but that's kind of what I do, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm glad you decided to join us on that. Why can't they just like dump a bunch of dust in the damn things and make them go away, right? Because like hurricanes have a hard time starting it when, when in dust, right? That was like, we had that whole dust storm come over from Africa very recently. Like it screwed up all the tropical storms uh, and hurricanes for a while because they can't form when there's a lot of dust in the, in, in the air. So why don't they just so, dump a bunch of dust into these damn things? So I'm, I'm not fielding a comment. I'm actually uh, reading a text message from Alex that says, tell Jeremy he needs some science 101 classes. But why is that? What do I need? I, I don't know. She's the scientist. I, I'm not. What, what do I need I'm, science 101 for, Alex? Come on, educate the, me here. I'm confused. I'm a professional bullshitter. I don't know anything. Well, I mean, I that's, that, that's kind of what we do everything. for a living, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But anyway. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting. It's uh, unfortunate. I'm, I'm thinking of everybody in the Gulf right now. Uh, yep. Wish you well. Hunk, hunker down and race yourselves. Just hope it just kind of peters out. And, and uh, I don't. I don't know. It's it's always a tough situation with hurricanes. Uh, I hate is, them. Man. They're like Alex was not deterred by going to the beach with a hurricane headed towards the coast. Uh, they were evacuating the islands all around the one we went to, and she's like, "I'm still going. I want my beach time." And I'm like, "I don't know that I want to nope. go to the beach right now." I'm out. And uh, <laughs> it it got it got a little hairy. I mean, the whole house was shaking. I mean, it was. It was pretty intense. The wind, I stepped outside and it blew me over a little bit. Like, Oh, yeah, no. Hurricanes are sketchy, man. If you've never, I mean, we've yeah. lived through many of them, being live where, living where we live. And uh, if you've never experienced it, Mother Nature is a bitch, man. <laughs> it, like, it when really you, it, it's a different kind of thing when your house is shaking and the wind's making your whole house rumble and stuff because the wind's blowing so hard. You know, you, you think, oh, it's just a storm. But then when you're in one, you're like, oh, this is a different kind of thing. It's It's sketchy, man. It's sketchy. Yeah, I was like debating whether I wanted to go move the rental car because we were in a rental when we were at the beach. I wanted to back it out from under the house just in case, you know, but I'm, then I'm thinking like if the wind's blowing hard enough to blow the house off its stilts, it's probably going to the, the car's gone. The car's already screwed. the car. Yeah, <laughs> the car, the car, the car's doomed. It's doomed. Not to mention if it's well, a rental car. They've got they've got insurance on it. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Anyway, uh, so let's, dude, let's uh, do the checks and stuff because last time we waited like 30 minutes into it before we got into this. We're only at eight minutes or something, so let, let's, wow. let's rip it. Really rolling through this. Uh, what do you have in your pocket, knife-wise? Is it the same old, same old? In my, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of a boring guy when it comes to pocket stuff, man. I Creature of habit. I'm a creature of habit. I do rotate through some of my other knives, but... I have about two or three knives that end up usually finding themselves back in the pocket and no surprise 
Benchmade bug out brass scales. Well, your your knife collection also isn't quite as extensive as mine. I no, I think I've got far too many knives. I think I've got about twenty five knives, probably. I, last I counted, I think I had close to eighty, but I'm I'm about to purge some. I've sold some stuff in my Discord server. I'm about to blow, uh, to list some more for sale. I got to get through some video ideas and or video backlog, not ideas, videos that I ha- I have to make, and then some stuff's gonna go because I've just been hanging on to too many things. But in my pocket. This week, since I'm still doing the fixed blade carry, I have been carrying the Giant Mouse Knives GMF1. Uh, it's still in this weird belt sheath, but I've I've been giving this belt sheath uh, some time of day. What are you you're reading the comments again? No, I'm not. Go. I'm laughing at you. Your your brick square belt sheath. That thing cracks me up. That is the most so non creative sheath. It's just a square blob. Yeah, it's not as bad as I originally thought. So it's been on my belt, and it it. It rides really low, so it doesn't jab me when I sit down, and it it's covered up by my shirt when I stand up. Uh-huh. So you wouldn't even know it's there. But right. technically, based on North Carolina law, that's not concealing it. So mm-hmm. that's a that's a good little middle ground. It's still not my favorite. There is a guy in the Discord, Oak City Leatherworks, that is sending me a a clip sheath like I have on the Pena, like this. So it'll fit in the pocket, which I'm I'm. Pretty excited for Blade HQ sent me this, which is the Tops Knives Bull Trout, and I love this knife. This is oh. a sick little fixed blade. I like that choil. Really sick fixed blade. The sheath is not great. It is really not great. It is just loose. It hangs and floppy. It, yeah, and- it, the retention on it for the knife itself is not great. I mean, it's. So I'm I'm looking for a better way to carry that. Nobody but, uh, likes a loose floppy sheath. No, but this I, I really enjoy the knife. There's a joke in there knife. somewhere. Oh, there definitely is. <laughs> there definitely is. I was gonna go for it, and I was like, it's a little too early in the podcast to start offending people. I already uh, offi- I already offended some snowflake in the last episode because he said I cuss too much. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what's on your wrist today? Uh, again, not a huge surprise, man. The old. Well, last uh, week you were wearing your glycine. I was wearing my glycine. You know, it's funny. I go through like waves with the watches. Like I get on a kick and I'll wear one for like a couple of weeks and then I'll kind of get tired of looking at it and I'll switch it out. Um, I was on a Seiko kick for about a week and a half. I was wearing my Seiko five sports for about a week, week and a half straight. And then I, I realized the old Oris 65 Bico diver Bico had not had any wrist time and probably I think when I looked at it, the date was off by at least two or three weeks. So uh, it had been a while. So I was like, you know what? It's time to crank out the old Oris. Yeah, Love I, I still still want one of those. But uh, we'll we'll get into what I did this week after we get through this little wrist check. So on my wrist is the Laurier Neptune Black Gilt. It's uh, it's like the cheaper Oris. <laughs> Since I never bought an Oris, this is this is <laughs> what I end up wearing most days. Um, what That's I've actually your- been wearing this week. I have it right here. I've been wearing this all week, um, which is the Laurier Gemini little chronograph. Love little a panda. Me- but I have it on this elastic strap, which I really like. So I've been mixing it up a lot this week. I had the, the Damasco on a strap, wore my notice some. I've been, I've been rotating a lot more lately. I put a leather strap on this for a little while and rocked it on a leather strap. But that, but- dude, that, that bronze middle link on that bracelet is just... It's good. I like it. Man. It's really good. I, I, I did like it on the leather strap. Give, give us I think a little the, close up of it. I think the, uh, put us on the other view. 
I think the, um, I think the, uh, if this damn thing will focus, hold on. It I got won't. On, I got on <laughs> there we go. Yeah. God, it's uh, such a beautiful watch. It is a good looking watch, man. I'm not going to lie. I, I've been very happy Look how, with it. Wait, hang on, hang on. Leave it there. Look how close these are, though. They're very similar. Oh, that is nice. You know what the, I do? Uh, indices I, are a little more pointy. You know what I, I did not think I would like about this watch, but turned out to be one of my favorite things, is how dramatic the taper is on this bracelet. It is a very dramatic taper. It, it is a, this one. This one is dramatic, and some people don't like how dramatic this one is because this one's twenty to sixteen. That one is twenty to fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, that's a fourteen. It does have a nice machine clasp, though. I like it. Um, not uh, toolless adjustable, though. I wish that it had yeah. um, some toolless micro adjustments for you know when you eat too much salt and then you're swollen and you can't. <laughs> You can't. Your watch ain't fitting quite right. When you got that sodium swole going on. You got on. that sodium swole going on and your damn watch is all tight. You're like, ah, and then the next morning you get up and it's loose and flopping around. Um, and in the glass, I have, uh, once again, a new bottle this week. I'm trying uh, to build my collection back up. I went through all of my whiskey and uh, I'm trying to build a little collection. Taylor. Oh. I'm sorry. Was that out loud? Was, was, how is do it, I tell them I have no internal monologue? Is it... Is it me who drinks more than you? I'm, I'm very confused on that. I probably do drink a tad more than Taylor, if I'm being honest. I don't drink more. I drink more often, I should say. Because I drink more. I drink almost every night. But it's like one dram, right? Like an ounce and a half, maybe two. So like, I had a, a moment last night where I'm like, man, I probably need to stop drinking so much beer. For sure. Dude, Beer, I, I've, just, you know, I've been uh, feeling like sluggish and puffy lately I, I mean i've never really been skinny uh, not since like high school and i, I want to get on top of that again but uh dude i'm struggling with this this, this bottle um <laughs> struggles well while you're struggling i'll say what this cigar is real quick while you're trying to figure that out this yeah. is a principal grande pyramid the aviator series grande pyramid from principal cigars um this is not one that I've had before, which is why I had to look on my sheet. Uh, this is not something you'll find, I would assume, in your normal humidor. I've never seen this. came in Luxury Cigar Club's box uh, last month, a couple months ago. This is actually a little larger than I would normally smoke. This is like a 7.5 by 60, which is kind of a fat boy. But, um, you know, we usually run these things close to two hours. So I figure uh, I'll have something to smoke on the whole time. Yeah, that's a, that's a big boy right there. Ecuadorian wrapper binder is Dominican filler. You got a little bit of everything. Dominican, Nicaraguan, Peru, and USA. So just for you cigar nerds out there. What's just a it? reminder to everybody listening and watching. If we get 1,000 concurrence, <laughs> Jeremy is going to smoke that big fat cigar on stream. And I have to get a chest hat. I'm gonna, I, don't, wait, I, did we de- I don't know if we decided it was a chest hat, but I have to get a tattoo. I'm going to smoke a extremely large and phallic cigar. Uh, and you have to get. My name tattooed nipple to nipple. <laughs> I remember there is somebody that screen capped that shit. You that said my name nipple to nipple. I'm not getting Jeremy Sires uh, yeah. on my chest. I, I actually am not <laughs> enough of a dick to even attempt to hold you to that. Like that but would I, be. I'll, I will get a tattoo if we get a thousand concurrence on the stream. I'll get a tattoo. That not would be, live. I probably won't get it live, but I'll get one. Um, I uh, ooh, look at that. Look at that clean cut. Zycar. So in the, the glass tonight is a whiskey I've not had before. So I've had some High West, but this is their American Prairie Bourbon. I've not had this. It was on sale, so I picked it up today. Um, 
I've had the campfire. I've had their double rye, the rendezvous rye. I've not had this one yet. The campfire was really good. The campfire, you know, the campfire is an interesting one. If I'm remembering the story behind campfire correctly, they actually blend a little Isla in that to give it that smoke. Oh, dude, that was like the smallest little, little boop, boop, boop. I was like a little, a fairy butthole. Boop, boop. Um, fairy butthole. Mm. Um, I love when people describe my whiskey bottles as fairy buttholes. <laughs> we, we had talked about that cork noise. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to go off the rails. Um, I, I think they put some Isla in that campfire to give it that smoky. If I'm not mistaken, I remember, I think the whiskey tribe guys were saying that on a, a video one time that there's some Isla scotch in that. All I know is I had it when I was driving the Oregon trail, playing the Oregon trail game in real life. And we had campfire whiskey. It was, it was a good time. Oh, that's a good time. I mean, we also smuggled that into Utah in general. <laughs> I am a pretty big fan of, of high West. I think they make pretty good products. I, like I said, I've never had it, but I know lots of people that swear that midwinter's night dram is like uh, a dram from heaven. That's pretty glorious stuff. Um, I'm a big fan of the uh, dude. That that is smooth. That yeah. is a very easy drink. High West in general is, is some smooth stuff, right? What's the stuff I have? A rendezvous rye. I think yeah. the rendezvous rye is really tasty. Um, oh. I've, I've actually got a good selection right here. So. If you look at my cart, uh, I have two scotches, two bourbons, two ryes, which ah, I think is. I'm going scotch tonight. I'm starting off. Well, both of my scotches are are very very peaty. So because I, I also picked this up tonight. Uh, both, er, of are, both of mine are both of mine are the Ardbeg. You can't go wrong with the Ardbeg. The Ardbeg. You got some Ardbeg with you. Um. I can't decide. Both of these are, are from the Scott Mulch Whiskey Society, which I'm I'm pretty pumped about. I love these guys. New favorite friends of mine. You'll see some content coming with definitely on my channel and potentially the podcast. Um, they're both barrel strength, so I'm gonna kind of like whip my palate into shape today. Like I'm going straight into the straight into the meat of it. The question is. And I'll let you guys, or I can't read the comments because Taylor will get butt hurt. But what do you think, Taylor? Should I start with a space, a 22 year space side called a curiosity of flavors? Or should I start with a 10 year Isla called the bounty of the sea in a glass? I mean, I'm no expert, but I would probably start with the 20, is it 24, 25 year? 22. 22. I'd probably start with that because it's going to be more mild. If you start with a 10 year, you're going to blow your taste buds out. You're yeah, not going to taste anything on the second tram. Well, they're both, um, they're both this autofocus when it's on face detect does really not want to detect something. that's not a face. Um, maybe it just doesn't want to detect. Well, it's not detecting your face. It was a bad I was joke. Say, maybe, Moving f- on 53% alcohol. Oh, well, it's, it's pretty strong though. Got some, it's, she's got some, she's got some ass on her. Old girl's got some ass. Yeah, you're you're just gonna blow your taste buds out with both of those, so I don't think it matters. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, yeah. I, I see where you were going, and normally I would agree with you that you don't want to start with the Isla Scotch if you plan on tasting anything. It doesn't taste like tires, but um, <laughs> but, if you're, but if you're starting with something that's over fifty percent, like yeah, but when you're starting with cash strength stuff, you're gonna your your palate's yeah. going into sh- campaign shock and awe. It doesn't really matter what you're doing. 
I mean, I'm doing the same thing this week that I did last, starting with a bourbon and finishing with a scotch because you can't start with a scotch. You just can't, it, especially it's, it's, when it's heavily peated like those. It's it's a rough thing to do. I'm going to see how it goes. I may regret my decision to not start off with. I normally like to do a warm up whiskey at about somewhere between 85 and 95 proof as my warm up whiskey, and then graduate on to bigger and better things. This one, uh, 46. That's, yeah, that's about 90, a little bit over yeah. 90. That's, 92. That? Yeah, it's 92. That's because <laughs> math. Er, I was having a hard time with that. I was like, hey, about 90. <laughs> uh, Jeremy's yet to learn his, his multiples of two. I still can't speak English most of the time. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, wait, wait. What is the, what is the, the distillery for one of those that you're drinking tonight? Let's hear it. You've been saying oh, it to God. me all week. <laughs> I, I wanted still to can't put you on the it. spot. Kalila? No. How do you say it? Is it Kalila? I have no idea. It's K O K. It's like it's it's spelled like C A O space L L I or something weird like that. It's Kalila. K- I can't. In my mind, I always said it Kaila, but I, I have no idea. There's somebody that's listening to this right now going, this "It's rolling. this, you dumbass." <laughs> it's it's two words. It's not one word. It's two words. But I think it's Kaila. Well, but it's pronounced like one word, though. It's two words, but when you hear people say it, they kind of string it together. I've never heard people really do a hard pause uh, there in the middle. Pronunciation, cool Ila. Oh, no, cool Ila. Cool Ila. Yeah, cool that's what it is. I'm listening to a video right now. Cool Ila? Cool Ila. I've never, I've never heard anybody pronounce it cool Ila. Cool Ila. Yeah. Cool. I don't know. Um, the, that is where the bounty of the sea in a glass is from. That's the, uh, the way, I mean, we'll talk about it some other, but that's how the Scotch malt whiskey society does their thing. They just put a number on there. They don't list the distillery it's from, but there are lists out there online that if you can cross reference the number and figure out what distillery it came from, they're single barrelings or, or single barrel picks. So they don't want to, I think we talked about this on the last podcast. Uh, probably. I, I being on a podcast with you, I'm I'm prepared to repeat some things. <laughs> you better be prepared to repeat a lot of shit, brother. <laughs> well, today we're we wanted to talk about watches because one, I got into watches mainly this year, and you got into watches a little earlier, not earlier than me, but like earlier in the year as well. But after me, I dragged you in. I well, grabbed I, you by the beard and just yanked you into the pit, too. I am going to put a 50-50 blame on you and the good Peter. <laughs> the good Peter? Wait, what is that? Am I the bad Taylor? Uh, no, I'm just saying the good Peter because Peter, I mean, come on. Who doesn't like Peter? He's like the nicest guy ever. Everybody loves Peter. Dude, everybody does. I've never met anybody that has had any interactions with Peter and been like, yeah, that guy's kind of a dick. Nobody has ever said that. He's like the nicest dude. Um, but I'm going to blame it 50-50 on you guys because, and I've told this story before, but it's it's worth saying again since we're talking about watches. Well, wait, 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 wait. I wanted to talk about how we got into them. So I don't, I don't want you to spoil that yet. Oh, well, that's where I was going to, oh, I, I thought that's where I we were know. going now. Well, I wanted to, to kind of start with mine because I dragged you in mm. and, and that's kind of like the, the chronological. Gotcha. Cause I think you were into watches before, right? Like, but before. not, here's the thing. I looked at watches before as a tool, right? Yeah. I wore that one for years as a way to tell time, right? I wasn't right. into, 
geeking out over movements and having, I don't think I, the, I never had an, uh, a mechanical, like automatic watch until recently in the last year, all the watches I had before were quartz. Right. And see, I was in the same boat. Like I bought my first, I would say nice watch in December of 2018. So it started before 2020, but I wouldn't say I was like super into watches. Uh, I had some Christmas money is what it was. And I was walking through a store and I just glanced at the, the watch counter. They had a Seiko cabinet and it said, uh, I think it said 25% off or something like that. Just to interrupt you, how many people do you think Seiko has gotten into the watch game? How many a people do you think Seiko lot. was their first one? Cause it was a my lot. first one. That was my first automatic was the Seiko. A lot. Timex I think is like, the beginning Casio and Timex is like the gateway, and then you kind of graduate into Seiko. I think, but like and for Citizen. an auto, does Casio make automatics? Yeah, oh, not much, they? not much. Timex and Casio will make some autos. I don't know if Casio still does. I know they used to. Um, I think I could be totally wrong. I know Timex does. I, I would know be interested. I would be interested to see a poll of how many people that have automatic watches. Their first automatic watch was a Seiko. Probably because, like, if I were to guess like 90%, dude, that's gotta be a high number because yeah. I mean, money for uh, money for what you get, right? Like I feel like Seiko's, I mean, it's, they, it's, uh, it's up there. Seiko has an auto on, you can get it on Amazon right now for like $60 Seiko right. five. So right. yeah, I mean, they're the gateway, but, but what happened to me is I was just walking through a department store and they had a sale. And I walked up and I was just looking at them and I had been looking at a Seiko five online and, and granted I knew nothing about watches at this point, just that I kind of liked some things and I had a Timex expedition and I wanted a dive watch. So I walked by the Seiko counter look in and they had one that had a big sale sticker on it. And, uh, this boy looking back was a, it was a beefcake. I mean, it was a 47 and a half millimeter watch. A big watch, but that's, I was like, that's a big boy. I was like, that's kind of neat. And it was 25% you have like off. What? Like a 13 inch wrist. What is it? 13, <laughs> yeah, 14. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> I was joking. It's not that big. You, it's, you're just a little above average, right? You're like a seven and three quarters or something. Eight. Uh, it's all just under eight inches. Yeah. It's like just an, under eight. So that's yeah. not crazy. Cause I, what's the average about seven, seven and a half somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah. So it's a little above average, but yeah. Um, I ended up buying this watch cause it was 25% off. And then if you applied for a credit card, they got me. Um, zero interest for six months. I paid it off like a month later. So I had no interest or anything, but that took another like 50% off. Dude, I paid $250 and I was looking at it on Amazon at the time and other places. It was $700 in those places. I was like, like usually department stores will get you the worst place that you can buy a watch in most situations is a department store. Um, yeah, but I feel this, like department stores mark everything up. Like yeah, t-shirts that should be $5 or like 35. And it's yeah. like, that's why I don't ever shop at department stores. Yeah. They're a bad place to shop. But in this instance, like I, I checked all the boxes. I made sure I was getting a deal and I went for it because I just wanted to dip my toe into nicer watches and I wore the crap out of that watch. Um, and I, I sold it a little like a few months ago, but that was my gateway. After I bought that watch, I started paying more attention and learning things and I didn't really dive into them. Uh, but brands started reaching out and it was the typical brands that'll reach out spinnaker aviate movement boulder not movement i've never even gotten an email from movement but, that, but they're usually these, pretty big in the social media yeah 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 and they're kind of hunks of shit right no 
I don't know that much about him, so I don't want to say anything too bad about it, but I haven't heard yeah, good things. Yeah, so Teddy Baldassar did a video. He's a watch YouTuber. He did no, a video I've seen him. He on... Has good, he has good. He, he has... Uh, I like his color grading. He does yeah. good with the color. He yeah. did a video exposing movement, I guess, where he yeah. went to movement and talked to them, and just... It was kind of like gotcha journalism, I guess, a little bit, but uh, he only asked him questions about what was basically public knowledge at the time. Like, did you go to Alibaba and source these watches and just slap your logo on them. And that's pretty much what they did. So they've tried to, you know, be a little better, but I still don't care anything about movement. But um, yeah, so these companies that do influencer marketing a lot, like Spinnaker, Aviate, those are actually under the same brand, uh, Mm -hmm. same parent company, Boulder. A lot of companies out of China and Singapore, they started reaching out and I did some videos on them. Um, and And looking back, like now I know that those watches are, they're made fine. They're okay, but their prices are inflated. They don't really care about details. There's no soul behind the company whatsoever. And they're just following trends. And well, it, it, they're, they're like a kinda, cheaper version of Invicta, which, well, right. That's what I was going to say. That's kind of why people got pissed off when Invicta bought glycine glycine, right? Yep. Because the Invicta kind of in the watch community has gotten a little bit of a black eye, right? Like they, they're not known as being people's favorite watch company. Yeah. They do some very like on the nose homages, which are really well, just not copies. just that, but they <laughs> list their watches at like $1,400 and then, but they're always on sale, like 85% off. It's right. like, right. And I mean, then Invicta is never going to sell for $1,400. They're going to sell for about 80 to Two three hundred dollars, <laughs> right? But from what I can see, though, in defense of glycine, thus far it doesn't seem like they've screwed with the actual quality of the watches. They've done some weird pricing crap with glycine since Invictus took over. That's kind of a little on the shady side. But from what I can tell, the build quality, the movements, all that stuff has stayed kind uh, of rock solid for the most part. Uh, this one right here was a drop exclusive glycine and they've cheapened the clasp a lot yeah so you're you're starting to see things like that but from there i had my eyes set i wasn't buying a bunch of watches i was just getting a bunch and then i wasn't buying any because i I really didn't want to spend the money um but i had my site set this was around the time i hit a hundred thousand subscribers and i wanted to buy myself a watch for that that was a goal i've been working towards for like seven years so when I hit it, I or actually right before I hit it because the the watch was limited and they only had a few left. Um, I bought a Lumtech for five hundred bucks, and that was that was a big deal. Like five hundred dollars on a watch. Was this during the Taylor watch splurge of two thousand and nineteen? No. no, that was two thousand twenty. Was that two thousand twenty? Because there was a period of time where about <laughs> once a day, folks, about once a day, <laughs> I would get a text. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna thing. do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a reenactment. A reenaction. Bing. I get my phone here and say, "Oh, it's Taylor. What's Taylor up to?" I did a thing with a picture <laughs> of a watch. Like it was daily, and I was like, "Dude!" After like a week of this happening daily, I was like, "Bro, how much money are you spending on watches? You sent me like 32. I did a thing messages in the last week and a half." Yeah, I I got pretty pretty deep into it and that's that's why we're talking about this today yeah. uh that that loom tech was me ripping off the band-aid right like and that's uh-huh. that's it's the same thing with watches and knives and even whiskeys probably even cigars like once you rip off that band-aid for that first big ticket item it yep. is 
way easier the second time and the third time. It really is. And the fourth time. It's, and the fifth. We're, we're going to get to you, too, on this. because It's, you it's had like getting a, a tattoo, man. You had but a moment. The, the first one, you're kind of a little nervous. You're not for sure. Is it going to hurt? How bad is it going to hurt? This is a permanent thing. Do I want to really do it? Oh, my God, tattoos, it's forever. And then after you get one, you're like, well, fuck, I got one now. I might as well just let it rock. And the next thing you know, you're covered in them. <laughs> well, the... The Loom Tech, I had it. I bought it for 100,000 subscribers as a gift to myself. Thought I was going to keep that thing forever. And that that's the funny thing about this is like my tastes have changed so much. And I think you, uh, you went about everything in a very different way. I was seeing something I liked and buying it. Like, right. boom, that's the one I want. I'd buy it and I'd wear it for a month or two. And then all of a sudden I'm like, uh, that's not so much my thing anymore. So I'd sell it. And that's where, like, if we fast forward a few months, that's where I bought this. And this was the catalyst. So I'm, I'm huge into chronographs. I love chronographs. I love a watch that, that can track time. So obviously a watch tracks times, but some like a stopwatch, basically. So a timing bezel, chronograph function. Um, but this, this Laurier Gemini, they went on sale. These things sold out in like this, this Panda version sold out in like two minutes. So I, I was on the website when it launched, got my order in, and then they were sold out. Um, but this right here was another $500 watch. I didn't even hesitate. I'm just like, I got to have it. I know they're not going to last long. And, uh, and I just jumped on it. And that's when it got way too easy to buy a watch. Uh, but around the time I bought this, it was <laughs> like I impulse bought a $500 watch, which I had not done before. And then... It was like a, a moment of like, oh, shit, what did I just do? That was $500. Mm-hmm. So I came into the office the next day and just started splurging. Like, not splurging, purging, purging, getting rid of all the stuff that I had that I didn't use. Old watches, knives, and whatever. And I, I sold, honestly, probably about $3,000, $4,000 worth of stuff in that one week. Well, and that was the thing you would tell me every time you, I would be like, Taylor. How many, buddy? You're like, dude, but I didn't even cost me anything because I sold like three knives and this and that. And so it basically paid for itself. And I'm like, well, hey, man, let it roll then. Yeah. And I, and I did that. And that, that that's one thing that made getting into watches for me tolerable or much more right. palatable was was uh, always selling something to buy. I never really spent out of pocket on anything until around my birthday when I got that Young Hens. I think I bought that one out of out of pocket. I don't remember, but I had to return that one. Uh, but that Young Hands was a big step up. That was $1,200 watch. And then I returned it, and two weeks later, I bought this, which on the bracelet was uh, $2,500. Yeah, I remember Ooh. that. I remember when you bought that one. That one was that a, one hurt. a pretty big that, that, that was a little bit more painful purchase. For, for me, anytime you break that foul, I mean, I'm sure you know everybody's threshold for this is a little different, right? Like, if if you just are rolling in it, you're driving around, you know, Rolls Royces and crap, then, you know, dropping the money on a Rolex or whatever is no thing to you. But for me, anything over like that thousand dollar mark hurts a little bit. It's just like, Ooh, Ooh. See for this, it didn't actually, I said this hurt. This one didn't hurt because before I bought this watch, I literally sold exactly down to the penny, the exact amount that this watch cost. Right. So this is the Damasco DC58. I bought it on the bracelet. The bracelet alone is $700, which Since is, we're talking about that, ooh. can we just say that you should basically always buy on the bracelet? Yeah, you should. When it's available, just because it's so there's so many cheap 
leather straps and different strap options and, and the elastic bands like you've got. Trying to buy that damn bracelet after the fact is expensive and a pain in the ass. And it's sometimes so it's, impossible to do. Right. Like so you can buy this a, bracelet. You can buy the Damasco bracelet, no problem. But right. But if I were to buy, say, this notice from a micro brand without the bracelet, getting a bracelet for it would be damn near impossible. Right. So it's always bought better just to buy the damn thing on a bracelet. Even if you don't plan on wearing of the bracelet yep. or you don't really like the bracelet. Buy it on the bracelet and then buy the strap you want because it's going to, over time, you may change your mind and like the bracelet. It's going to help the resale value. Yep, especially if you don't know if you're going to keep it, get the bracelet because when you go to sell it, you're going to be able to sell it for more, significantly more. Uh, I I see these go for, I mean, without the bracelet, it's, I think, $1,800 new. I see them go for like $1,100, $1,200. But if you have the bracelet, that's another $500, $600 on top of that. Mm-hmm. So, yep. uh, but, but what I was saying is I, I bought this with money from gear that I sold, uh, several knives, several watches, several things that I just wasn't using. It was just sitting around collecting dust and I literally sold to the penny, the exact price of this down to the penny. Like there was no tax. There was no shipping. It, it was, it was like serendipitous. I was like, I have to now, like I, I sold this stuff with the intent to buy this watch. It came out to the exact amount. My PayPal went to zero and I was like, that, that's a good feeling. Like I, I didn't technically, like I spent money on things that I sold to get it, but you know, I'm several months removed from a lot of this stuff and you know, I, I was a, it was a solid purchase. I'm very happy with this watch. Still wear it frequently. It's a watch that not everybody likes though. And I I know that, but um, I like it. And that's really all that matters, especially when some people out there that hate Rolexes, right? Some people but, out there hate divers. But through this Some entire people, process of me, like, just ping-ponging my way or pinballing, maybe, my way through the watch world. I mean, I was, like, into divers, into chronos, into this, into that, and buy this and then sell it three weeks later. And I did that for four or five months. And the entire time, I'm like, Jeremy, you're going to get into watches. It's just going to happen. I promise you it's going to happen. And every time as Jeremy's like, I don't understand why I would need a watch. I have an Apple watch and, uh, and I don't need a watch. Don't you have an Apple watch, right? Yeah. Uh, I haven't had one in a while. Uh, I had one. I think I ha- I don't think I've had one since I think the version one. No, so, okay, I mean, so how it, wasn't, was the- it wasn't that then you were just telling me you didn't wear a watch and you didn't need one. You didn't see the, point I was, one. I was going through a period where I did not wear a watch. There was about a two or three year period there where I did not wear a watch. Like I said, and we'll get into that when I talk about it, but historically I did wear watches almost my whole life. And then I went through like a period there where I was kind of over watches and I didn't wear one for a while. Um, but we'll get into that. Well, that's, that's where we're headed. Like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, I didn't, I didn't want to like no, cut through your story this entire um, time. I'm basically just harassing Jeremy at every turn saying, you might as well just do it because you're going to get into them anyway. So what does it matter? The, and the saving, the, the thing that screwed me, that put the nail in the coffin, okay? Just to, some history on my watch things. I have wore, wore a watch for years. I think I, my parents bought me my first, like, Swatch. You remember when Swatch watches? This might be younger than, I might be a little older than you, but there was a period there where, in the 80s, where the Swatch watch was like the bee's knees, right? Like, Everybody had a hyper color shirt and a swatch like that. That was a thing. It was the eighties. Everything was neon. Everybody had a lot of hairspray in their hair. 
Like just, it was, it, you it just was dated thing. yourself pretty well. Dude, people are very aware. <laughs> <laughs> they can look, take one look at all the gray in this beard. They don't think I was born in the two thousands or anything. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah. So since I was like eight, I wore a watch just as you know, but like I said, it was, it was, it was, a. I wasn't into the hobby of watches. I just wore a watch as a way to tell time. Uh, we didn't have cell phones when I was a kid. So, you know, um, and, uh, I went through those, uh, for a long time. I was real big into Luminox. I really liked Luminox watch watches because they're just kind of tanks yeah. and they have the tritium. So you can see them really well at night. They don't have to charge, right? They're, they just glow all the damn time. Yep. Um, so I really liked those. I wore those for, for quite a while. Uh, I had a couple, uh, Bulova. Is that how you say it? Bulova? Bulova I, I always right? said Bulova, but it's probably Bulova. Bulova, I'm always wrong on, on these things. I had a couple of those uh, more dressy watches for uh, when I was at work and I used to work in an office environment and I wore dress shirts and stuff. Um, But again, they were nice watches, but they were just, you know, uh, courts, you know, Bulova's are are nice watches, but it's still, do they make, does Bulova make autos? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pretty watches though. I liked them. But anyway, so years more watches. And then I went Bulova to the thing. The, the parent to citizen, by the way, or oh, it might it? be the other way around. I can't, I can't remember, but they're, they're sister companies in some capacity or related. I don't know which mm-hmm. one's parent or if there's another umbrella company. I don't know. So I was kind of a Luminox guy when it was casual clothes. And then like a bull of a guy when I was wearing dress clothes. And then, like I said, I hit a period there where for some reason I just stopped wearing watches. I don't know what it was. I was like, why do I need a watch? I've got a cell phone. It's got the time on it. Like, I just, I don't know. I just stopped wearing watches, even though I'd worn them since I was like eight years old. I went through a two or three year period where I didn't. I think then I you went started- through the same thing. Like uh, probably when I was in my teens, I don't think I wore a watch, but I, I knew, I remember I did when I was younger, like middle school. And then when I was working in tech, I was like the huge proponent of smartwatches before they really became a thing. Um, mm-hmm. Back when BlackBerry was working on its smartwatch before Android was even a thing, I bet nobody even remembers that. It was from a company called Altera. I think no, uh, Alerta. I that, Alerta. Actually. It was on Altera. It's Alerta. Uh, that was one of the the Impulse Alerta. I think it's the huh. yeah, like very old, like crowdfunded way back. That was the the precursor to Pebble, which pebbles now dead too and owned by fitbit but i was pushing smartwatches back pebble. in like 2000 Why does that name sound familiar pebble because they were a huge smartwatch company oh okay because that, that name hit me i was like pebble. Was a massive... I, mean, I had a dog named pebbles when i was a kid but, <laughs> but was the a, name the company pebble rang a bell it was a it was a massively successful kickstarter campaign and they went on to make some really good watches i loved pebble watches mm-hmm. um and then i went from that to android wear and then i got an apple watch and uh i had an apple watch so i had smartwatches for like three or four years, but dude, I got to a point where I hated them, hated smartwatches. I still do. Yeah. You know, I've gone very opposite of the way, opposite of what I, when, when smartwatches, there goes my speech impediment. When smartwatches first came out, I really dug them. Right. Just because I'm a bit of a tech nerd. So like the tech side of me was like, Oh, this is really awesome. Like, you know, it's got all the stuff your phone does. You can do all this stuff. And then I went very anti-smartwatch, man. Yep. Like I just, I have no, and nothing against anybody who likes a smartwatch. My wife has one and she loves it. I mean, she loves there's, her Apple There's watch. no notification or no person that I need to talk to or be notified of that bad. 
that I, I think that was just, the thing. Like, right? I would like, get emails and text messages and everything, and I ended up turning off all of my notifications because it was always buzzing. And then right. I'm just like, it's like, you're, and you feel it on your hand. Yeah, and, and it's then like, I would like mute it, and I'm like, why do I even have it? I just need a normal watch. If you're not going to use it for all those functions, why not just have a watch? And yeah, that just was kind of that or was, something. That was the exact same road that I went down. Like I yeah. thought it would be really cool to have all that crap on my wrist and then it annoyed the shit out of me. I could not stand it beeping and buzzing and all that crap on my wrist all the time. Turned all the notifications off and then realized I had a just a watch that I had to charge constantly. That would which be was like, kind of annoying. It's time to breathe. It would piss me off. It's time to stand up. I'll tell you when it's time to stand up. You <laughs> some bitch. You don't need to tell me. <laughs> Yeah. Um, don't forget to breathe yeah but, i'm still so, alive i'm not forgetting to breathe thank you my my wife loves her she uses it to track all her fitness stuff she really enjoys it and i, I think that's great if people like them awesome i'm just i'm eh, on yeah the, so i, I but, went to tool watches after that like serve a very specific function but mm-hmm. and I, but, i'm uh, saying i went through that same kind of phase you did where you had your little luminox phase I was wearing a Casio Pathfinder almost every single day. Big old huge resin watch on my wrist every single day because I loved it because it had some crazy functions that when I was camping, I used a lot, like a, a thermometer. It had a mm-hmm. functioning thermometer, barometer. I could look at that and know, oh, it's going to rain because <laughs> right. like, it was pretty cool, you know? Yeah. So. No, they do some cool stuff. Why? But so anyway, um, so I went through the period where I didn't wear a watch. I think that was after the downfall of the the smartwatch that pissed me off. And then I just stopped wearing a watch for a while. Then you started berating me (laughs) with the watches. And luckily when you first started showing me watches, we, I think our tastes have kind of merged a little bit. We have more similar tastes. Now, when you first were getting watches, you were getting a lot of watches that were very nice, but they just weren't my style of watch. You were getting field watches, a lot of field watches, a lot of stuff like that, which very nice. I can respect them. I like them, but they just weren't my jam. Right. So I was able to resist the pull, right? Like I get sucked into hobbies so easy. I mean, I could, I couldn't tell not at all. Whiskey cigar. I mean, I do not knives. You've, yeah, you've I, really resisted the knife trend. I'm actually kind of proud of you. I buy knives and I get knives, but I I'm so like I get a knife that I love and I carry it so often that I I, I hesitate to just buy every new knife that comes in into fad. Right, is, I, I'm a little slower. I've got to be convinced that I need that I need the knife. That's actually something <laughs> I kind of hate about what I do. Like I'm not complaining. I am very happy and thankful that I get to do what I do. But I hate that I don't have an everyday carry anymore. I just don't like that's not something I can even have if I wanted because then I can't tell anybody about the new stuff. It's true. I don't have an everyday carry as much as a lot of people, but I do have a much more standard carry than you do. You don't carry anything two days in a row well, often, unless you're doing a, a thing like a, a, a challenge. Or well, something. when it comes to the knives and the watches. Yeah. But like these have been in my pocket for, well, the saga since I got back from the beach, the day it came, I've not carried anything since anything else in this Okluma every single day but when i start working on something i don't have an edc right if i'm working on something it's just whatever it is like Mm -hmm. and it kind of irks me a little bit but i mean 
So that's a pretty hey. stupid thing to have to complain about, I guess. <laughs> it's, the, it's the nature of the beast, man. It's what you do. It's what you love. So why not? Yeah. But so I resisted getting into the Peter story. We were talking about Peter earlier. And, and Peter, by the way, Peter is very into watches. He's not very open about it. He's not very public about it, but he's got a pretty stellar watch collection. We won't right. touch and on I'm it not, too much, but no, I'm not going to dime him out at all on the watches that he has. Cause that's stuff he shared privately. And I don't know if he wants all the watches that he has public or not. So I'm not going to get into his collection, but he's but, not at all scared to send you a text message of one. Just, Hey, look, no. look, what's on the wrist today. And I'm just like, well, and that's what he started doing, right? Yeah. He started sending me some shots of some watches that really spoke to me. And I was like, Oh God, that's so cool. And then Peter's the kind of guy that really gets into the story behind it. So he starts telling me some of the stories behind some of the watches and all the things. And he's just speaking to my inner geek and how I like to geek out on hobbies and get into the, and I'm like, Oh fuck it's happening. I could feel it happening. I could feel it wash over me. And I was like, Oh, I'm so screwed. I've been resisting it. Now it's coming at me from two sides. Taylor's got me. Peter's got me. Can, can I just say, can I just say that I, I kind of got, cucked by both of you guys what? <laughs> how, how did you why what happened so i, I, don't, I, I, I don't know just, what you're about to say so i told peter that the watch that was like my grail the one that i'm working towards is an omega speedmaster right 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 the moon watch like uh-huh sapphire sandwich that's that is my grail watch that's my ultimate goal okay and it, it had to have been like within a week he wasn't even on to the Speedmaster. Maybe he was, but he didn't tell me about it. And then, like, he just sends me a picture of an Omega box, and I'm just like, <laughs> cool. And then he sends me some really high-quality pictures of it, and I'm just like, well, thanks, and, and that's the other, And that's the other thing about Pete, right, is he's got such a good eye for photography, right? So when he sends you a picture of a watch, you're like, it's not just like he snapped it with his iPhone and it's just like a picture. It's like this super dope ass, like perfect picture that just makes you want that thing. And I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. It's like those me. little interest intricacies, those really finite details. And he captured them and sent it to me in a photo. I'm just like, God damn it. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then yep. I'm on the other end harassing you to get into watches. And I tell right. you, like you, you said, I'm, you finally did. We're going to get to that. But then you sent me a picture of the watch that you bought, which was an Oris Aquas, right? Well, the was, first watch that I bought was the Seiko 5 Sports, right? right? Well, because Pete, Pete had recommended, because I, I told him when he was showing me some of his watches, I'm like, okay, dude, look, you, you've got me hook, line, and sinker. Let's, let's back it up but just I, a hair, because, okay. because I remember saying, Jeremy, you're going to get into watches. Uh-huh. And they're like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. For months. <laughs> like, I can't, I, I can't from, afford another hobby, man. <laughs> for so months. Expensive. And then yep. I can't remember exactly how it went down. I think you sent me a picture of a Seiko that you bought. Right, right. And then a glycine that you bought. Right. And then a receipt <laughs> for an Oris Aquas. <laughs> that was on back order or something. And remember. this was within the span of a week and a half. And I'm like, bro, yeah, dude. you just went hard. You just spent like $3,500 on watches and like, well, maybe not that much, like three grand or so on watches in like a week and a half. And you're going to guilt me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, see, that's why I resisted though. Cause I know myself. And when I go in, I go in, right? Like, 
I don't like half-ass hobbies. Usually, there's no dipping right? like, the toe. It's just there's dive no dipping in. the toe. My wife tells me that all the time. She's like, "You are such a like extremist. It's <laughs> nothing or all. There is no like middle of the road. Hence the beard, right? Like." I'm not going to grow just like a normal beard. Like if I'm going to grow a beard, I'm never going to shave it. And it's going to be down the middle of my belly. Right. Like wow. I, that's way to, just way to throw shade at my like terminal length beard right now. No, dude. Okay. <laughs> a, that is not a terminal length beard. I've seen your beard longer than that. And B I'm not throwing shade at anybody. Uh, I Kick the actually dust. kind of covet people who have short, shorter beards sometimes. Cause this is a lot to deal with at times. But, um, in any event, uh, yeah, the first one I, Pete had recommended, I, I had spent, and said, yeah, all these watches are nice, man, but like, what's something affordable so that I'm not right off the rip buying like a, you know, a sub or, you know, above thousand dollar watch. And he's like, man, I love my SKX, what SKX 007, right? And that yeah. with us. Um, but they don't really make them anymore. So I did some research and, you know, the Seiko five sport is kind of the replacement for the SKX 007 in ways, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of argument and scuttlebutt in the community because they went from a, word, a solid scuttlebutt. Ca- the, yeah, that's a, it's a Navy term. Um, they went from a solid case back to a display case back. They went from a screw down crown to a non screw down crown. But in my opinion, the things that they changed, I actually liked, I could give two hot shits about the screw down crown section of a Seiko. It's still a hundred meters, right? Now I know a hundred meters isn't true hundred meters. I've had people tell me, well, a hundred meters really isn't a hundred meters, blah, blah, blah. Nevertheless, I do not snorkel or deep or not snorkel, but I don't scuba with a watch. I don't scuba at all. Let's just get that straight. Vast, 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 vast majority of people who are into watches, especially dive watches. They don't use them for their intended purpose. They're fashion pieces. That's really what it boils down to. Like most people aren't using them for their intended purposes. And most people who actually dive don't wear a dive watch for it. They wear a very specific tool, you know, no, like, they have those dive. Um, there's things that I forgot like, to call. They're now, basically dive, dive computers. Is right. What, dive yeah. computer. I think yeah, that's a term yeah. that I've heard people use. So anything a hundred meters or you're, you're good in any depth of water. You're going to normally swim in, right? Your pool. I could dive to the bottom of my pool with a hundred meter. Watt, and there's not going to be any issues with that watch. Right. Um, I, was, I occasionally, and I haven't done it in years, but we used to do a little bit of uh, spear fishing, and you sometimes dive a little deeper because you got the long dive fins and stuff, and you go a little deeper when you're doing that. But still, I don't think I'm ever deeper than 15 or 20 feet, and I think even at a 100-meter watch, you're very safe at 15 or 20 feet yeah. underwater. Yeah. So, like, a lot of people that made such a big deal about that, like, I don't fully give a fuck, honestly. Right. <laughs> like, it just right. doesn't matter. A hundred meters is plenty deep for me. I like the fact that they went from printed indices to uh, applied indices. I think it adds a little bit of niceness. I like the fact that they changed that on the the Sego Five Sports. Um, everything else is kind of the same, though, right? Yeah. Like it's well, but minus that big five logo, which I'm not a fan of. And from what I understand, they actually the movements better. I forgot the movements that's in the Sego Five Sport now, but it is hacking, uh, winding and all that stuff where the old movement was not. So they actually upgraded the movement. Um, so, you know, Hey, I like the Seiko five sport. Uh, it was based on a recommendation of the SKX 007, but nevertheless, similar watch. I still love it. I wear it all the time. It's a great daily everyday watch. Yeah. It's good. It's got a, a, a date 
and it's I think it's the only watch I have that has a day date complication. The, the funny thing for me is that when you finally caved, you went right. hard and got. I did go hard. You got three pretty similar dive watches. They're different, but they're well, very similar. Like one, I will say. You saved, well, I shouldn't say saved, because actually you were even looking at one. You were just telling me we were and talking this earlier. This is where I was going with where I got cucked. Is you, While we were in the shower. <laughs> I, you <laughs> sent me a picture of the Oris you bought. And I told right. you, I was like, why'd you buy that one? And I, I just just probing, wondering why you got that one, what it was about that one you liked. And right. I was like, I'm surprised you didn't get the diver 65 because it comes in a bronze variant. Right. And I was like, I said, that's, rrr, rrr? I'm like, that's could, the could you, watch that. Could you I'm, hear the Scooby-Doo? Could you hear the Scooby-Doo noise over the phone? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, did you say bronze? What? Yeah. I was like, cause th- this is the one that I've been looking at and it's on my list. And I think I'm going to buy it pretty soon because I had to return that young hands, which was about $1,200. And what happened is I, I got that. I ended up buying the Damasco. I got the money back from the young hands. And then I just got gun shy. For some reason, I was like, ah, I don't necessarily mm. want to spend $1,600 again on a watch. So I just waited. I was waiting on a used one or something. And this was like a day after I told you about the <laughs> Bico. Well, in my defense, though, Hold on. you never said you wanted this watch. I said I was looking at the Bico or the you Diver 65 looking, with the bronze bezel. You were looking at the black with the bronze bezel yeah, version. I was looking at both which, of those and the, the green version. I was looking at three different ones. I was trying to decide right. which one I liked. But right. when I said, why didn't you buy this one? You're like, ah, well, maybe I'll get it too, but just later. I'll wait. I'm definitely not buying another watch right now. Right. The next morning, Jeremy texts me <laughs> and he says, and he says, I did a thing. <laughs> and he sends me a picture of, of the bronze or the Bico, the, the diver 65 that he's wearing right now, uh, and canceled the Aquas. And I'm just like, wow. Well, it just so happened. I just got the, the way that happened. Let me just, let me just say how that, let's hear how, how this down. is justified. <laughs> First off, I, I want to say that I, I mentioned we were in the shower, and I think people might have heard that and thought we were in the shower together. We're in different states. We were not in the shower together. You called me while I was in the shower, and I answered the phone, and I was joking with you that I was in the yeah, shower. Yeah, I'm not ever on the shower on the phone. On the phone <laughs> in the shower. I answered because I knew the podcast was tonight, and I didn't know if it was something to do with that. So, uh, Oh, I you're answered. talking about this morning. Yeah, I was like, hey, man, I'm in the shower. Oh, yeah. Um, but anyway. I figured I said we, and then I thought about that. And I was like, I bet you people have heard me say we were in the shower and they're thinking, man, they take this podcast relationship to a new level. You definitely <laughs> said we were in the shower. Cause yeah. I heard that and I was like, huh, um, what's he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, um, how it happened was I didn't know about this watch, right? I was still new into the watches and I was not familiar with this watch. The for whatever reason the Oris Aquas, which I really liked because it had the ceramic bezel. I thought it looked really nice. It was kind of a good mixture of tool, but it had enough bling that it kind of had a little like, "Hey, look at me," which is kind of nice when you're spending over a thousand dollars on a watch. It's nice to have a little "Hey, look at me" factor. Um, I didn't love the what's the word I'm looking for proprietary, proprietary. band. Yeah. Uh, on that, that you couldn't switch it out. But the band is a very, the bracelet, I should say, is a very attractive bracelet. It's a chunky it is, bracelet. 
It's a chunky, it's very chunky. It's got a, it's got a nice high polish area down the middle. It's got a great clasp. Like it's a good looking watch. So this, I ordered it. This but, is about as chunky as I can go on a bracelet a marathon. But for whatever reason, that watch wasn't in stock. So it was going to take like four to six weeks. So then when you showed me this, I was like, well, I already bought the other. I'm not going to do it. But then as I started looking at this and realized, well, being everybody knows patina, patina, patina. I am like the patina junkie, right? It's like I'm tapping a vein. And when I hear somebody talk about bronze, copper or brass, he injects, I was like, he injects stuff into his blood. So it will patina inside so it will him. Patina. Inside exactly. Him. That's why I drink whiskey. I'm hoping this is going to patina me at some point. Um, <laughs> you're, you're well patinaed. I must say I'm, I'm, I'm well patinaed. Your beard has um, patina. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I got some patina in the beard. Maybe that's why I like it so much. It's, it's it ages like me. Um, but I thought, well, shit, it's on back order. I haven't really gotten it yet. I could just cancel that some bitch. This one's in stock. I could even have it sooner. So instead of having to wait six weeks for a watch that I like, I could cancel this and get one within a few days that I love. So yeah, I, I, I canceled it and went, and you are actually the one that talked me into getting the, this is the 40. Right? Yeah, you wanted the 43. I wanted the 43, yeah, 43. and you talked me into the 40. Yeah. Um, and I'm happy that I did. I actually really like it. I think I it's think a good they, size. I, I like think it's it. in a 36, 40, and 43. And the 43 is huge. But the reason that I told you not to go with the 43 is the bandwidth. It's, band. it's 21 it's millimeters, 21, which is right? such an odd yeah. number. Like, I hate... I'm I'm not a fan of anything other than 20. Now, I just bought a watch last night. Uh, I've been saving and waiting for an Oris Diver 65, and pretty much everybody knows that. And uh, I bought something else last night because that's that's what I do. I'm like, I want this thing. I want it. This is the thing I want. I'm definitely set on buying this. This is the one that I'm going to get. And then I go put it in my cart, did, and then I buy something else. <laughs> did you send time. me? I need to look at my text message. Did you send me a message that said I did a thing? Hold I on. I don't think I said I did I, a thing. Maybe I did. I, I might have. I, because that's kind of the going joke between me and you, right? Anytime we do something, anything we do something we shouldn't, it's like, I did a thing, right? <laughs> like that's the, or, the ongoing thing. Or if I thing. buy something, I send Jeremy a text message and I say, are you ready to spend money? Because you're about to spend money. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was like the jibs we bought and all that yeah, shit. It's, you it's told a, me it's about the jib and, and God, I, it's a back and forth. No, you didn't. You just said anyway, I didn't get the text. I'd put my phone on do not disturb, but uh, I got it the next morning and it just said, anyway, I bought a watch and then it had the picture of it. Yeah. So that was why I pushed so hard to get you into watches. You realize that, right? So you had somebody to like share the pain with. No, because you talked me into the, getting that damn jib, which was four grand. <laughs> it was $4,000. <laughs> Such a great piece of equipment, though, man. You it get some is. money shots of that thing, dude. My three angle, like my third angle for all of my videos, is moving all the time, and it looks so good. It's dude, like it's, it's not just a slider; it's not back and forth. It's no, angle, it's doing all this dude, crazy it's so shit, good. dude. It's, it's so good. Can I say that the only reason <laughs> I have not pulled the trigger on another watch already is because of some of the new cameras that are coming out? Well, I've spent a lot of money on camera gear in the last thirty to forty-five days. So I, I, I had my finger on the trigger, buddy. I was just ready to pull the trigger. I, I'm still going to do it soon. It's going to happen sooner rather than later. Just depends on, I want a Tudor Black Bay, but Ooh, we won't, we'll go into that a, in a minute. Yeah, I want to come you, to, I want to come back to watches that we want to buy, like our next three. Right, right, right. Um, right. But the watch I bought last night was a, a brand that I've, I've always been interested in their watches, but I've been turned off by their branding a little bit. 
Um, That's the only thing, man. Yeah, they make really great watches. They offer really great value. Super great value for the money. Really great value, but... It really is. Just a big Christopher Ward right across the dial, and it's just like, it's and so the, it's lazy. It's the font, too. It's yeah. the font, too. It's just like it's, the most generic-ass, like, standard font you get on your computer. <laughs> like, it wasn't even like a custom-done typography-type thing. It's just like... Sand, like comic sans yeah <laughs> it's not comics. It, it honestly looks like helvetica is what it looks like uh, like just it, a it might generic be standard font and uh their old logo looked pretty good it was chr like abbreviated christopher and then ward and it, it just looked better it was at the, the 12 o'clock instead of at the nine o'clock i don't know it just looked a lot better to me and uh yeah i, I don't know uh i'm not upset i obviously wouldn't have spent what i did on a watch if I didn't, you know, come to grips with that. I think it's, it's a great watch. I think they make a lot of really good looking watches. I just wish they would just use their logo. They have the twin flag logo and I love the way that looks. I think it looks great, but rather they, they put two logos on the dial. Basically they put the twin flag at 12 and then Christopher Ward at the nine. And it just, can, can we just say, I'm just going to have to give a little shout out to Christopher Ward best second hand. And I told you this when you told me you bought one. Best second hand in the game. Yes, I agree. In my opinion, I love that Trident second hand. I think that thing is boss. Yeah. It is just I love that second hand. Best second hand in the game. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna pull it up real quick just to, to show you. It's a good looking watch, man. I almost pulled the trigger when I was in my my um little sp- spree there where I bought several watches in a couple weeks span. A Christian Reward was on my short list. I almost pulled the trigger on one. It was a, I forgot the model, but it was the ceramic bezel. I can't remember what model it was, but, um, it was a good looking watch. The only thing that deterred me was, was the Christopher Ward, man. It, yeah. It I didn't it, dig the, it's, it's just like, eh. and it's, it's off center. It's at the nine. Is that the nine or the three? It's the nine. It's the nine. So that's, yeah, that's see? the one I bought, which I don't know whose photo this is. I just Googled it, but, um, I wanted a steel bezel watch really bad really bad mm-hmm. and i spent a lot of time looking at watches and trying to decide what i wanted and you had already bought the diver 65 and i not that that really swayed me i just i don't know this watch right here like i said earlier is very similar to the diver 65 this laurier uh, neptune i mean uh-huh. very very similar very very domed sapphire not sapphire crystal domed crystal it's it's plexiglass on this one um very slim retro style dive watch. And, and I just wanted to go with something different. This one's still a retro style dive watch. Don't get me wrong. It's just, uh, this one's just a different vibe and I love the way that steel bezel looks. So I do like still, like I told you at one point I looked at the, um, Oris Aquas relief. I think it's called. Yeah, or I something think so. Like that. The one that comes on the it's, red rubber. No, this one had a, a bracelet. Well, it, it has I mean, that might, option, it might but come like with, the standard is a red, like a bright red rubber strap but it it was a very sharp looking watch i think uh now that i think about it, i think it does a diver 65 no maybe they don't i don't know but it was a sharp looking watch i liked it um so i, I get the 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 
the want of a steel bezeled watch. I think they have a, a particular look that looks nice. So Alex just texted me in all caps. You bought another watch. So apparently she's watching. <laughs> so you just fucking dodged yourself out. <laughs> ah, you, you can't. Yeah, it's awesome. That is fucking great. You <laughs> and, dimed yourself and out. And I said, it's the one I told you about this morning. She said, you start talking watches and I zone out. She's known that I've been buying. I was going to buy a watch. I sold a whole bunch of stuff in my discord earlier this week just to buy that watch. So again, I didn't pay out of pocket. Well, I did pay out of pocket for it because this one is still on the chopping block. But once this one is sold, I'm selling this glycine over in the Discord. Once this one's sold, I will have spent like, like, 50, like 50 or $80 out of pocket. So this is, is the, a Pepsi? this is a drop glycine collaboration of a uh, combat sub soda. They can't call it a Pepsi. It's a soda. But yeah, it, it's an homage piece, obviously. But. You know, here's the thing though, right? Like a ton of people make the watches with the bezel that's the Pepsi color. Yeah. Like it's just a it's a two-tone bezel. I mean, do they own does does Rolex own the term Pepsi that they nobody can use the term Pepsi? I, I'm pretty thing? sure that Pepsi owns the term Pepsi. Oh, well, dirt. Yeah. But <laughs> just, d- does that's Pepsi is, is val- the, va- valid observation. <laughs> <laughs> Pepsi is um, Pepsi is like the the nickname. Right? Is right. the nickname given gotcha. to it. Um, and then they, the one I really wanted, the glycine that I really wanted was the coffee. So Pepsi is the blue yeah, and red. Yeah, the coffee's the dope, right? That's Coke cool bezel is the black and red. And they did a version of this glycine with a black and red, but they called it the coffee version. And that's the one I wanted. Um, this one just wasn't exactly what I was hoping for. So there is one of the reasons I, I'm not keeping this is that there is barely any tape or whatsoever to this bracelet. And uh, I just don't wear it. I, I don't wear it. I think it looks great. I like it, but I just do not wear this watch. I have a bunch of other watches that I wear. And I think if I had the Christopher Ward, I probably would not ever touch this one. So can, can I just say that um, my favorite glycine is still the one that I have, the Goldeneye. I think that's the coolest looking glycine. I love that watch. Mm-mm. The coolest glycine is the coffee. The coffee is cool, too. I like the coffee. When you showed me the coffee, I was like, ooh. The problem is um, they don't, I don't think they're bringing it back. So I, I reached out to my contact at Drop and I said, hey, is this coming back? Because I didn't know it existed and I want it. And he said, I don't think there are any plans for it to come back. So it was a limited drop. Don't think it's coming back. And once they hit secondary, they're probably going to be like $500. So that sucks because normally can, the combat sub is $280, I think. So... Can I say that this is why I don't smoke cigars this big very often? Because they're just, you usually got to do like a couple puffs on them to really get them stoked up because there's just, they're so damn big. It, it just, I, they just don't, I don't know, man. I don't mind 60s, but they're just not my Dude, favorite size. We're an hour so. and 11 minutes in and you've, you've barely made progress on that thing. Hmm. Well, one is the damn thing goes out because I get to talking or listening to you and it goes out. Wait, are you talking? Plus, 60s you almost have to do primer puffs like you can't just easily man that was actually a pretty decent one but a lot of times you got to do a couple little primer puffs to really get it stoked up because it's just so much damn air volume to move in this (laughs) again it's like that it's like the phallic hog leg of a damn (laughs) cigar that's why when when guys that's that i've had guys tell me because you know i'm always going on and on about Lanceros, right? Uh, and I've heard guys tell me, oh, but those are such feminine looking cigars or like skinny. And I'm like, okay. So you're making fun of a skinny cigar, yet you'll put something that literally is the size of a dong in your mouth and not have a problem with it. 
I just feel like there's a contradiction of terms here. Like, come on, if you're going to be all weird about it, it's definitely weirder to smoke one of these than a skinnier cigar. I mean, how is, just it, how is it not weird to smoke a cigarette, but it is weird to smoke a Lancero? Uh, a Lanceros are... I mean, I know we're talking know, cigars they're... and cigarettes, but I'm just saying like... Right. I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's... it. it I don't... People the, are The weird, people man. who people... say that are also probably vapors, so... <laughs> Dude, I, I had a guy put that on, and it's so funny because you've already seen vaping kind of hit its peak and then taper off a good bit. I had a guy comment on one of my, my uh, cigar videos. He's like, cigars are dead. Vape is the future. And I'm like, first off, vaping has already hit its heyday and it's on its, I mean, people still vape. And I still argue that if you're a vaping, I vaped, right? I'm not dogging on it. If you're a smoker, if you smoke cigarettes, sometimes vaping is a good way to get you off of cigarettes, right? Because it's kind of like a, a middle ground. Um, I still think they're largely unproven to be safe or otherwise. Which is the reason that I just said, screw it. Yeah. I, I got off cigarettes. I vaped for a while to kind of help me get past that. If you use it as of, like a stepping stone, I think, yeah, great. And that's what I did. Yeah. I vaped for about a year, maybe year and a half or two. Max, but I'm, I'm going to be I honest. I was sitting outside of a bar with some of my friends and I don't smoke. Never did nothing. Like I've had four or five cigars ever. And that's, that's all I've ever smoked. I've done hookah like twice. Which we gotta get we gotta change did that. Nothing right? for me, but I was standing outside of a bar with my friends and three of there are four of us standing there, three of them, so everybody but me is vaping, and there's just just, just this huge vape cloud around us. <laughs> and I just, I've never really been a person to be embarrassed about anything. I mean, hell, I have a podcast with you, but <laughs> but you're, you're standing in a man-made fog. But yeah, I'm just like, this is one of the very few moments in my life that I feel embarrassed ever. And it was just, it's a weird thing. Yeah. I mean, like, look, everybody was watching if, us and staring at us and I'm just like, it was a moment where in my head, all I was thinking is we get it. You vape, bro. And I, I think I ended up going back inside because I did not want to be around it. Like. Just, <laughs> I mean, like it's hey, one man, thing to vape, that. it's another to vape. And then obviously you're just trying to make a giant cloud just because uh, right. like, yeah. So, I mean, I'm a big advocate of live and let live, right? Yeah. If it's something you enjoy, don't worry about what everybody else thinks. Fuck just it. Just do don't it. include you me in your vape cloud. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I just, I thought that was a funny thing that somebody put cigars are dying vape is the future and i'm like wow those are two very different things cigars are a hobby that has gone back for hundreds of years possibly even longer than that um vaping eh, i don't know if i'd say it's the future i think that might be a bit of a a broad overstatement yeah you you have a popcorn lung to thank for that which i don't know anything about the validity of popcorn lung but, but still i don't care anything for it and uh, I'm not a fan of people who are very inconsiderate of vaping in, in public who blow their big vape clouds all over the place. Don't don't hit me with your vape cloud, bro. Right. Do you even vape, bro? Right. Do you even- like, it's so funny. We talked about this last week, too, about, like, how normal it used to be to smoke in public places. Mm-hmm. And, and people were very inconsiderate of it back then, but nobody ever really thought anything of it. Like everybody smoked. Yeah, I mean, so it wasn't, you, it wasn't even inconsiderate, right? Because yeah, it was just, it was just life. Like, it was a socially accepted thing. Right? Right. If you're smoking inside the mall, 
the person who's not smoking, if they don't want to smell that, they go around you and, and move. Right. But now it's so, it's considered so inconsiderate to just even vape around somebody, you know, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. I just felt like saying that it's just changed so much, but back to what we were saying about watches. I don't even know where we left off with watches. Um, you were saying that you wanted a black bay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where we were at. I totally we, we uh, forward. got derailed. We, we skipped over some things, but I do know that we were talking about uh, your future purchase. So I, I just want to pose the uh, question, three watches that you want, like your short list, three watches on your short list, not necessarily the next three watches you're going to buy, because I think the short list is like, personally, I think it's grail watches, right? I'm going to buy other watches before I get some grails. That's just what I, I do. Sorry, I'm I'm lovingly caressing this Isla bottle as, as we talk because I finished up that first one and I'm going I'm going Isla. Yeah, I'm a. It's that time in the, it's that time in the podcast. I I'm about to finish up dram number two actually, and then I'm going to go. Finished up the first one, did a quick little water rinse of the glass, and now we're going we're going tire fire. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have no uh, no water to rinse my glass with, so. I have, um, I have no running water in my office. Man, the color of that is so much lighter than that last one, that 22-year. That 22-year was dark, almost like a bourbon uh, color. This 10 is uh, you know, a very light champagne color. Um, three. Wa- so your short the, list, the next, these, these are like the, grails. The, not like the next three you're going to buy, but the three that I think, I wouldn't say if money wasn't an issue, because then you could just be like, oh, I want to protect Philippe. Like, no. <laughs> right. Three attainable watches that you want. Okay, well, stop shaking my desk. <laughs> this is a little. This is a little bit of both, right? Because the next watch that I want is a Black Bay, right? Which I know you said doesn't have to be the next watch you're getting, but that that is on my short list of watches that I really like, and it is also the next watch I will be purchasing in probably the not so distant future. My big question is: Do I go Black Bay fifty? Is it fifty eight? Yeah. Black Bay yes, 58, 58 is the one that everybody wants right now. There's the black one. Do I, there's a blue one. Go f- do I go 58 or do I go just regular Black Bay? Here's the thing. I don't really care about, because I believe the standard Black Bay is 42 millimeters yep. and the 58 is 39, right? If I'm, if I'm remembering the stats. Uh, I believe so. I like the thinner profile of the 58. That's the only reason I'm even considering the 58. I don't, 42 is not an overly large watch. My Seiko's, I think, a 42 or a 43. It's really more about the lug to lug and blah, 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 blah. You know, we could go on a whole new rabbit hole down that subject. And we will at some point, <laughs> just not tonight. We will. But I really want a black bay. I want the red, red bezeled black bay. That's the one I want. It's a hot watch. That's happening. It's a hot That's ha- watch. Dude, it looks so, I love that watch. That is going to happen sometime in the near future. Uh, the other watch that's in my, I'm trying to stay reasonable because uh, one of the watches I really want is uh, a Royal Oak. I think it's called, no, it's not a Royal Oak, a AP AP, but it's, it's, it's the kind of black ceramic version with the rubber band. Uh, What's what do they call it? It's not called the Royal Oak though. It's called the, ah, fuck. You know what? You should just get a Cassie Oak. Dude, I've actually thought about buying a Cassie Oak because they're kind of cool just for like beater watches. I just about bought one. But, um, Anyway, but that's kind of like we're going into Royal like Oak shit offshore. We were talking. Is that what offshore? That's the one. Yeah. Um, Thank you, chat. 
such a we're not supposed to be reading chat <laughs> tell you some bitch i can look at it and not read it but hey i'm pulling off information. I'm, I'm just kidding i'm just kidding i'm just kidding um uh, I, I I do love that watch. I think that is a cool watch. It's unique. Love it. It's cool. But that's a really ridiculous price watch. I think those watches are like 30 or 40 Gs, yeah. right? So I probably won't be getting one of those. A little more realistic. I really, I really wanted a Speedy, and I think I still kind of do. But what I think I like more than the Speedy is the Seamaster 50... <laughs> Is it the Bond watch? No. no. The Bond watch is dope. Um, shit, what is it? It's the Seamaster. It's the one I've showed you. I can't think of what it's called now. I don't it's know. Seamaster 58. or It's Seamaster and then a number. It kind of reminds me of your, your one watch you have. Huh? 57? Yeah, probably 57. Seamaster 57. Oh, yeah, chat. See, chat. <laughs> yeah, we're not reading chat, but God damn, it comes in handy occasionally when my brain goes blank. I really like the Seamaster 57. So I'm kind of torn between a speedy Moonwatch or a Seamaster 57. I really like that 57 a lot. I think that's a really I should sharp be pulling these up because I, I can show chat what we're talking about here. Um, so I'm so, going to pull up the Black Bay 58 really quickly. So Black Bay 58 for sure. For sure. That's my next one. And that's a pretty reasonable price range. So I can pull, I'm going to pull the trigger on that one in the not so distant future. Um, the speedy slash Seamaster will probably be after that. And then after that, I, I mean, I, I just, I feel like everybody's got to have a Rolex, man. I feel like you need to have one of those in your collection. I just, it's a thing, right? Like anybody who's into watches, you got to have at least one Submariner, right? Like that's a thing. See, that's just such a good looking watch, dude, with the gilded dial and all that, yeah. that, that exact same watch with the red bezel is just hot. Yeah, that's a good looking watch. Uh, it's a good look. It's got the snowflake. That, it's good, man. It's a good watch. Um, and then you said Seamaster 57. Correct. Seamaster or a Speedy. I'm, I'm kind of torn between the two, man. I'm kind of torn between a Speedy and a Seamaster 57. I really like the 57. A lot. Is it a only thing that's coming up is Speedmaster 57. Is it a Speedmaster 57? I thought it was a Seamaster 57. Uh, is, is it, it still a chronograph? No. Yeah. No. Wait. Yeah. Because I, I typed Seamaster 57 and it's just Speedmaster 57. Let me see. Yeah. It might be a Speedmaster and I'm, I'm screwing up. I'm not sure. It might be. Let me see. Because Speedmaster 57. No, it's definitely not that. So Seamaster 50, I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Uh, it, it'll be very boring. Um, Is it 300? That was recommended from chat. Uh, hold on. I'll, I'll pull it up. Let me just get on here and let me get on Omega's website while I try to talk so that this isn't completely and, boring. And what was your last one? Listening. Everybody's saying 300 in chat. It's it might be a three hundred. That might be the one. Hold on. Um, Your last pick no, was not, a what? Was a, a Roly man. You got to go Rolex, well, which, bro. Which Roly? Probably a Submariner. Sub, yeah, I, I really Pro- like probably the sub. a sub. Just, a sub. It's a it's a it's a good solid. I mean, it's just kind of hard not to dig. Uh, 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 I mean. Come on, dude. If 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 you're into watches, you know I've heard some people like try to like really hate on. Is it? Rolexes and they're like, oh, Rolexes are garbage. Yeah, it's a Seamaster 300. Yeah, yeah that's it. Go. Yeah, 
I, I, I dig that, dude. That's a good looking watch. Um, Master three hundred, and so I, and I think they have one of those in a date complication. If I'm remembering properly, maybe. And, and, but in any event, you just want the, the regular um, sub, just the standard, standard old I, sub. The watch that I I really want. That's kind of one of the watches that I said that if I ever somehow make it to a million subscribers, I'm going to buy. I want a Hulk. Oh, there's something about the Hulk, man. There's something about the Hulk that just, it's the color of money. It's green. It's the Rolex green. Like pull up the Hulk, dude. It's just, it's, it's so, it's such a fucking just, it's a watch. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's one of those watches. Like, yeah, I've got a green Rolex. Suck it. Like who cares? (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? It's just one of those kind of things where it doesn't really do it for uh, me for some reason. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm just God not super damn, into green. So, such good... I'm, I'm into very monochromatic watches. I am for the most part, but I feel like with that watch, it just is like, it's a fuck you watch, right? It's like, yeah, I've got a green Rolex. So what? <laughs> Deal with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, I get it. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like, if you're going to flex with a Rolex, why not flex with one? That's the color of money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fair like, enough. Hey. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, uh, like- mine, obviously, one of mine is is a Speedmaster, right? Speedmaster right. professional. That's a good watch, like, man. I, I just have always wanted one since I got into watches. I, I've always loved the look of the Speedmaster, so I'm trying to find it's a good, good watch, picture man. of one, just for people who don't know. Uh, now, here's the question. If you go Speedmaster, are you going to go with the traditional? Hesselite? Hesselite, or are you going to go with the... Um, if I go Speedmaster, I'm going, I think, Sapphire I, Sandwich. I think I just had a small stroke. I really do. I think I just, minor stroke just happened. I completely forgot what the hell the, the watches are made of. Uh, the, the, the face. The Sapphire. Sapphire. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so if I go Speedmaster, I'm probably going Sapphire Sandwich because I love the open case back. It just shows off the the intricate details, and I really love. That's the picture that Pete sent yeah. me of like a super. I think he was probably using like a hundred millimeter macro Canon L lens, which by the way is like uh, just a fucking great lens for product photography. It could have been the eighty five too. I think it was the hundred millimeter macro though, because he was in tight. And dude, it showed all the gears and the and dude, it just looks so cool. It's so cool. So another um, that I really want to get again, again. <laughs> is the Young Hands Max Bill Chronoscope. I had one and had to return it. But this is the one that I had. This is not my picture again, but uh, this is the one that I bought. I think it's such a unique watch. I love the way it looks. It's a crazy looks. looking watch. It's a crazy... That, 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 see, we're going to get into that thing, though. That's fucking flexy, isn't it? It is. They just offered Sapphire as an option, though. Yeah. So you can get this in Sapphire, but the one I want now is honestly the the white version, the white dial. So what's Hesalite? Isn't that a type of plexi? Uh, I guess so for the most part. I mean, it functions about the same. You can still polish it up. Gotcha. But this is the one I want, not on the the Milanese, but Milanese, Milanese, however you say it, not the mesh. Uh, I would keep this on leather, but I think it's a very classy looking 
chronograph. It's a classy watch, man. And, and wearing it, like watch. seeing pictures of it is one thing. Wearing it is a totally different. It looks like a bubble on your wrist. Mm-hmm. And I love it. It's very dainty for me. But when you're dressed up, this goes really well with that. And I may not go with the chronoscope. I may just go with uh, the standard Max Bill, maybe even a no date, because that's more dressy. Oh, but I, well, I don't okay, know. Okay, there's the question. If you if you go if you go sub, would you go date or no date? Uh, probably date. I, I don't like the Cyclops though. I kind of dig the Cyclops. I don't know. Oh, it's a little weird, but it's kind of cool because you can definitely see the date better, man. Just, it's like pimp, just about, it magnifies just about that flip shit. My whiskey over. Oh, easy killer, <laughs> easy, dude. So you know another watch that I think is interesting, and it's a big ass watch for the most part. They come pretty big, but John Mayer kind of turned me on to him. Not that I know John Mayer. I mean, I, I shouldn't say that. Like, John Mayer turned me on to him. Like, me and John were fucking having a conversation. But I was watching, I think it was a, Ho, Ho, is it Hodinky? 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 Hodinky. Hodinky. I was watching an episode of that where he had John Mayer, which, John Mayer, huge watch nerd, which is awesome. I mean, John Mayer is deep into the watch thing. But the big pilots, man, those are pretty cool watches. Yeah. They're a little they're a little expensive, but they're, they're, they're cool watches. Yeah, the IWC. Yeah, the IWC big pilots. They're they're that's one that's on my list of eh, I don't think it's up there as much as like the Rolex and the Speedies, but I, I in a perfect world if I if money wasn't an issue, I'd I'd definitely put one of those in my collection. Yeah, so the the last watch I, th- I think they're like 46 though, aren't they? They're fucking huge. They're pretty big, I believe. But the last watch on my list is uh I feel kind of weird saying this because you are currently wearing a variant of it. But it is the Forest Diver 65. I still want one. I mean, see, that's the one you showed me originally when you said, got me turned on this. You didn't show me the Bico. You showed me that one. And I immediately was like, oh, because that on a leather strap is. Yeah, it looks great, man. I love this watch. I will own one eventually. But the reason, the reason, and and I I know people are going to ask me this because people have already started asking me this in the Discord server. uh, Why didn't I get that? When I could have, I had the money for it, but why didn't I? And the the real reason is I've got a lot of similar looking divers and I, I just wanted something a little different. I wanted a steel bezel and a black dial. Yeah, I like or it. Or grayish. I think, it was a good I think it's like a matte, like a really dark matte gray, maybe even black, but it's, it's matte finish. It just looks different. It's definitely different from anything else I own. The closest thing to it that I have is probably this this Zelos, which is a navy dial. And I, I'm not a fan of navy. And that's one of the reasons I was on the fence about that Bico is it's got a very deep, deep navy dial. But this this is probably the most similar watch I have to it, but I'm listening, buddy, but <laughs> I just got a, a a good snoot of this bounty of the sea in a glass. And man, they couldn't have named this shit more perfectly if they tried. Sounds like it smells like you're on the boardwalk, bub. Oh, you almost wrong piped it, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. You almost wrong piped it. I saw it. That was a wrong pipe maneuver. That that wasn't. Oh, dude, somebody sent me. One of my buddies sent me a a, a thing today that was really funny. It was a little meme. <clears throat> I actually saved it in my photos because I thought it was so hilarious. Wait, real quick, it's look just, at that. Oh yeah. Oh, see, that's just such a good looking watch, dude. I know it's, it looks so dude, good. And, and dude, that watch right there is a strap monster. Like that watch would look good on a bracelet. It'd look good on leather. It'd look good on a NATO. I mean, that watch would look good on anything. I know it's, 
it was this little picture of this dude right here, right? And it says, you know that burning sensation in your throat when you drink whiskey? That's just your soul <laughs> healing. <laughs> so, so that's just your soul healing, son. Don't worry about that little burn you just got. That, well, that's just things getting, that's things getting I right. I can't clean out the glass because I have no water, but we're going from High West to Ardbegton. Mm. It's going to mask mm-hmm. anything anyway. <laughs> You don't need to clean that shit out. That art bag will blow the, the out any art, leftover flavor. The art bag high is west. cleaning the glass out. <laughs> Let's yeah. be real. Uh, Dude, it's funny. After you had a super smoky Isla Scotch in a glass, like a lot of times if I'm drinking whiskey, whiskey, I'll take just a little bit of the water out of my cup, pour it in there, give it a little swish, uh, swig that back real quick. It's just so oh, good, is, man. There it is. I'll give it a little swish, kick it back. A, a little bit of hydration never hurt anybody when you're drinking, and B, it just rinses the glass out real quick. With 95% of whiskeys, that works fine. You got Isla in there, and you try that shit, it, 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 it does nothing. It still it smells like fucking smoke and tires in that glass. You got to wash that shit with soap to get that smell out of there. Look how pale it is, though, man. I love it. Yeah, that's like this one. So good. It's like champagne color or like it's like the color of like, yeah, it's like the color of champagne or like a white. I do wine. want to smell these side by side because uh, I've, I've been so low on Dude, whiskey do this. lately. Put it, put a couple drops of the Isla in your hand <clears throat> and then go like that and get it good and hot and dr- let it dry out and then go. Like, Dude, it's like a fucking campfire. It's such a glorious smell. Like I can already, Daniel smell, it. I can already smell it. Daniel at whiskey tribe talked about it. He, oh he knows his whiskey's like that. Yeah. Dude, it's so good, right? <laughs> it's so good. You oh, just, my. It's, it, it's it so good, It literally right? smells like I've been, like, I have smoke on my shirt. Dude, it's so good. Oh uh, I can't take credit for that. That is, uh, I'll give a quick shout out to the guys at the Whiskey like Vault slash Whiskey Tribe. The... That is an interesting trick, if you've never done it, to nose whiskeys. Um like I said, I, I can't take credit for it, Daniel, with uh, whiskey. It, it does not not work with Port Charlotte. It smells more beachy. Well, but it's a good way to nose a whiskey, yeah. right? Like, not necessarily better than the glass, but it's another way to get some notes out of the whiskey if you're having trouble. Put a little in your wow. hand, rub it in your hands, warm it up, and dry it off, and then... That is... And you can really... Dude, yeah, this smelled like straight campfire, and that one smelled straight like, campfire. like the beach. That's weird. Yep. Port Charlotte smells... Very different. That's interesting. Wow. I mean, it, I may have been like mixing scents because I have both of them on my hand, but still, like, sure, you could tell that sure. this was not nearly as as strong a smell. Let's see, I still haven't gotten any Octomore. I have not seen Octomore, and everybody keeps telling me I need to get some Octomore. And being that you love the smoky scotches, Octomore is one you should keep an eye out for. And you ever see it, you should probably grab a bottle of it. Everybody. After- it's in after Ardbeg, this smells very, very medicinal. Yeah. Well, see, I didn't I, get that the I've first time. Though. That. I did not get that the first time. The Port Charlotte smelled much more smoky until I get it beside the Ardbeg. I've always said Lagavulin is very medicinal in comparison to Ardbeg. That's why, although I love Lagavulin, do not get me wrong, one of my favorite scotches, not talking shit about the Lagavulin. I prefer Ardbeg over Lagavulin because to me, 
Ardbeg is a little smokier and a little sweeter and smoky and C and all those things. And Lagavulin's a little more that Band-Aid kind of situation. And I prefer the smoke over the Band-Aid. Drinking the Ardbeg after the High West is not a good idea. Like no? going from Old Forester to Port Charlotte was fine. But this is not a good transition. It was it was too aggressive of a transition for Maybe you. Maybe I need. Well, the the High West is very smooth, a very easy and drink, sweet. and this is not. Ardbeg is like no. Bam, well, dude, right Ardbeg base. <laughs> I, I think Ardbeg is the perfect whiskey that the name tells you what it's going to taste like, right? Ardbeg, like it's got like a, uh, it's it's got a very like name that just matches with the way it's going to yeah, taste I, right i love it i love most isla scotches i'll say that yes isla scotches are fan dude this right you were not this, a scotch like fan i'm so proud of you because i have dude. gotten you into scotches and yep. watches hey hey look at the alliteration hey. there scotches and watches hey <laughs> is that alliteration or is just that just rhyming? rhyming that's just rhyming it's but i'm proud of both um, of those i have i have yeah. improved your life you I for sure you have. have just cost uh, me money. <laughs> uh, well, I've improved your life though. You just said your shots That's were better. True. Oh, can we just go into that for just a hot, quick yeah, fucking sure. second, please? Yeah. The reason I have not got my beloved tutor already is because all these fucking cameras that are coming out, like I pre-ordered an R five and then apparently those things catch on fire. <laughs> so, so <laughs> so uh, I am a diehard Canon guy. I have a ton of Canon glass. I've always shot on Canon cameras, but the overheating thing on the Canon really is bugging me because all the features that I would like to use in that camera, you can't use because it fucking overheats. And then I'll, it, it disables like half the features on the camera. And it's, it's funny um, because so, you're so excited about that, but I've had pretty much all of those features that you're excited about in my Sony cameras for like two years now. Well, so I canceled the <laughs> the pre-order on the Canon and I pre-ordered the new A7R A7S3. I really want the A7S3. S3. It's the video version. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I, I pre-ordered this that. This is an one. A7 III. My other camera back there on the jib is an A7R3. Well, so bought some new monitors, uh not computer monitors like video video monitors. I need some, um, I need another monitor or two or three. Dude, I got I got this as a five inch, seven inch, seven inch, eight small HD focus. Wow, oh, you must really be nice. really but, raking it in, man. Um, some cameras, I got a that. Tudor Black Bay, like. Mm. Well, that, well, no, that's the reason why I didn't get the Black Bay because <laughs> I spent a sh- I, the money I would have spent on a Black Bay, I, I spent plus a little more kind of updating. It was time for me to update some things on my camera. The new cameras came out, but so yeah, so I ended up spending you know four or five thousand bucks on camera. There shit it is. And, there it what? is that smoke there it is there it is and, and, and I, I can't say sweetness. anything because this this computer right over here to my right is uh a beast of a computer yeah it, it, but you know when when you do what we do though you, you gotta drop a little coin on that you shit have to upgrade i mean like, like and it was funny did. like I, I watched a blade hq live stream earlier today zach was fielding some questions during his live stream and uh i said oh i gotta i gotta remind me to say say tell you something about that in a second was that guy loves that but remind me he something. said uh let me guy let me know if you guys want a shout out during the show or something and a bunch of people said shout me out shout me out and i said in all caps do not shout me out just 
you know, just trolling a little bit. And he shouted me out. Uh And then he told the story about yesterday. And there there were people asking why you were not included in yesterday's post on Blade HQ. Uh, Yeah. Did he reach out? And you just said you didn't have time? I was. Well, that was what I was going to tell you to remind me. God loves Zach. Okay. Another one of those guys that... well, one well, of the on. nicest on. guys we'll on the planet, though. Can we just oh, say yeah, that though? Zach is. is like the nicest dude. He, the way he is on on the all the knife banners and stuff. That's really Zach him. Is, he is the nicest. Zach is guy. the nicest person on the planet. But he really he called me yesterday and he's like, "Hey, we're doing a National Knife Day thing, and we just want to reach out to the creators we work with and see if you could do a little pocket dump. Uh, doesn't have to be anything special. Just use your phone, record something really quick." And I'm like, "Zach, Zach, that's." Exactly. That goes against, That's exactly what I said. I said. That goes against everything I believe. I cannot just use my phone. I said, but I got you. And dude, I set up, I rotated all my cameras 90 degrees. I shot everything vertical and I did a pocket dump with a three angle setup and I had it edited and sent to him in like 15 minutes. And I had, <laughs> and he was just like, he what? Me. one, why? Two, how? What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> I had also, just Zach would never say fuck. Got, <laughs> just saying. No, Zach. Zach does not drop the the, the cuss He's words. too nice. Um, he's too nice. So he called me. He said he told me the same thing, and I was like, he started telling me about what was going on. I was like, oh yeah, sure, man. Thanks for calling me. Yeah, like that'd be great. I'd love to do that. That'd be fun. Um, albeit I was behind on a deadline on a video that I needed to have dropped, right? I was behind on a deadline. I had just shot everything. I had just took all my camera equipment down and I was in the middle of an edit that, like I said, again, behind past a deadline behind. So he's telling me this and I'm like, yeah, man, I'm thinking he's going to say like next week, you know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, I'm super busy right now, but I can probably, you know, and he goes, I said, cool, man. Well, you know, when do you need that? He's like, yeah, couple hours i'm like oh my god dude come on like there, no <laughs> so, bro like i said i said i'll try i said but i'm telling you right now like that's that's he's like it's just same exact conversation he said all it has to be is from your phone it's no big deal i'm like dude that goes against everything in my inner my soul right. like, i can't just do that on right. my phone. i can't do like, that like alex is like you need to get on tiktok and i'm like i can't get on tiktok because i don't have time to shoot videos because i can't just do it with my phone i'd have to shoot like edited videos, put them on my phone and then put them on TikTok. I can't do that. I can't do it. It's, it's right. there's no time, right. but, but the thing you guys need to know about Jeremy and the, the difference between Jeremy and myself is that <laughs> you're going to talk some shit, right? Is here, that Jeremy <laughs> is, he moves at a much more leisurely pace than I do. How long does it take you to edit a video? It depends. A standard video. I mean, I, if you were I, to I, average I, out I all know. of your videos, what is your average edit time? <laughs> Two days. Two days. Hours. Let's go in hours. Because two days, you're taking some breaks in there. You're sleeping. Let's go hours. It, see, it varies a lot, right? Because there are certain videos that I can kind of go through pretty quick, and I could probably get them done in like six to eight hours, right? And there's other videos that just require a lot more and ends up taking me more like 16 to 20 hours. Just so insane. I would hate myself. Uh, I started yeah. editing the ProTech video that I uploaded today. So I uploaded a video on ProTech today. I shot it yesterday. Uh, I started editing today about one, and I exported it at three thirty, and published no. it. It took me longer to take a thumbnail photo than it did to edit it. That's never. I've never done that in my life. Now, granted, Here, here's, here's, the, you here's one of my problems. Ton of B roll. You 
you're putting yeah. a lot more time and effort into the videos. I spend a lot of time in my community and doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff. You do a lot of behind the scenes stuff too, but I'm just saying like you're, you're spending a lot of time shooting that B roll and I should get back into it, but the B roll and something I don't think a lot of people get if they're not into photography is for every shot of B roll you see in a video it takes so long there there are 30 minutes of other shots that didn't make right. the cut because by once you got them into editing, something was a little out of focus or the, or, or something didn't, the lighting wasn't just quite right or something was overexposed or blown out or like there's, there's always a, so for every 30 seconds of B roll that ends up in a video, there is literally 20 minutes of B roll that didn't make the yep. cut. Cause something Every wasn't right single time. And the way I used to Every do videos time. was nothing but B rolls voiceovers with B roll. And I think that's why I don't shoot nearly right. as much B roll now is I just got burned out on always shooting B roll. Um, right. That it takes a whole lot of time with very little payoff for me, at least. No, I, and, and I feel that way sometimes but, too. I'm like, Oh my God, dude. Like you, you do like a, a little bit of B roll in a fucking thing. It took you three extra hours I to know. do it. And you're like, is it really, is the time for investment versus payoff worth it? Right. But well, I don't know. It's just I, I kind of my enjoy thing making now, so. the B roll sequences. So I do them at the beginning of my videos from time to time. And I, I always enjoy that so much more than anything else. Getting creative with right. the shots. It's, it's artistic. It's fun. You can have a lot of fun it with is. it. The reason I haven't done them lately is how hot it is in this office. Oh, dude. Yeah, I, dude, couldn't, you, you, I, I couldn't do I, it, bro. Just setting like, up my video set, I get drenched. So what I've been doing uh -huh. for the last like two months is the day before I shoot a video, I have to set up the video set. Right, it's torn down right now. I just tore it down mm -hmm. because some of the stuff is over here. Um, I, I just had to, you know, mix it up. Uh, tear down, move things over here. So what I've been doing is the day before I shoot, I move everything into place, get everything ready. And I leave here drenched, just right. Soaked. And then I go home, shower, come back the next day and shoot. Because if yeah, I try dude, to set up and shoot in the same day right now, I'm soaked for the video. <laughs> Yeah, people be like Taylor. Why are you so? I wet already look. What the hell is I going on? Glistening in my videos. <laughs> did you literally just go on a slip and slide before you shot this video? Like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. So I've um, I've been having to set up the day before, and then shoot a video, and then I come in and either edit that day or edit the next day. And and I'm not, I'm not shooting B roll because I get so hot shooting that B roll that it's just not. It's miserable. So expect more B-roll as it cools off outside, but it, it's just been the, the heat in here. And I know a lot of people don't quite understand the why I've, I, I, I've been complaining about it, but people are like, oh, it's just 80 degrees, but 80 degrees inside with humidity while you're and moving no around flow. sitting under lights is, oh dude, it's miserable. Uh, I shot a video earlier today with the wife um, and I turn the AC off in, when I'm filming in that room because the air handler is right behind where the camera sits. Mm -hmm. So it picks up some low rumble and stuff. So I usually like to kick the AC off so I don't have to try to denoise and get rid of all that floor noise after the fact. And, um, man, it's just while you're shooting a video and, and I have AC, unlike your situation where you just got like a little AC, you're trying it was 75, 74 in that room prior to shooting and 30 minutes deep into shooting, it was almost 80 degrees in there. And it like, I'm sweating and I'm like, ah, ah, 
it's just hot, you yep. know? Um, I mean, when I... So I don't know how... You're a better man than me. I don't know how you do it. Like, I would be miserable. When I was shooting yesterday, it was about 84, 85 in here. And you can yeah, see you out. can see a difference in the way my face looks at the beginning of the video and the end of the video. You're all red, probably, my, my, and like flush. Yeah, my collar heat. starts to like roll under because I'm getting sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> even even ah, before like i called you before we hopped on this podcast uh just getting this set set up to look like it does i i was soaked and i i was sitting with my shirt over the ac unit trying to cool off before trying to cool off for the podcast i mean right now well, it is uh i don't know what it is in here i'm getting some texts from alex and some comments saying that i'm dropping frames nothing i can really do about that it's a live podcast and uh, that's just how it's going to be. Sorry. Uh, it was 77 um, when I got here. And I cut the AC right before, or actually right after we went live. It's actually 79 right now, which is, that's surprisingly good. It's not that bad in here right now. Normally, well, that's it's other, been like 84, 85 when we do this podcast. That's the other thing that slows me down, speaking of slowing an editing process, is I don't have a studio per se right so my studio is also the upstairs of my house now the whole upstairs is my space i've converted one of the rooms to a whiskey room and the other room is a home theater slash office and there's a bathroom up here that's all it's up here there's no bedrooms up here there's no other stuff it's all my area up here that i've converted in kind of my workspace slash well we do come up here on movie nights in the in the theater room area but other than that nobody's up here but me um but it, it serves two functions, right? It's like my cigar room and it's a set that I shoot on a lot of my videos. So all the setting up of all the lights and the tripods and the camera gears and the microphones and the boom arms and all that stuff, I have to move all the furniture on the other side of the room to make room for all that shit. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a, it, it takes some time. It takes me, it's very difficult for me to get out for me to get two videos out in a week. I don't take days off. Like I work seven days that week. If, if I'm getting two videos out in a week, see, no I'm doing two videos. It, I'm trying to ramp up because theoretically, and I was talking to you about this. Theoretically, if I had my videos planned, when I start my week, I could do five videos a week. Mm. I could. There wouldn't need- that's when you called me a naysayer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I could, I'm not saying I would want to, I would probably hate life. Because I yeah, would I mean, never I see think- Eleanor. I would never see my daughter or Alex. And that's something I don't necessarily right. want. Because the, when I do a video, like if I were doing five videos a week, what would happen is I would have to get here at like 8 a.m. I would have to sit down ready at 8 a.m. to shoot the video. And by then, I, I'd probably finish shooting by 9.30, 10. With a, all things finished. Uh, offload my footage. And I could have it edited and uploaded by like three or four. That's possible it's Mm -hmm. feasible but the mental taxation on doing that i mean i used to do it i used to do when i worked for pocket now i would do five to six videos in a week those were voiceovers with Mm b-roll and i would end up doing uh so i had i did 10 pieces of content every week so it'd be five to six videos a week and then if i did five videos it'd be five editorials or five written reviews or whatever i was you know a mix of five written pieces if i did six videos before you know whatever 10 pieces of content every week and there was also a companion written piece with every video so that was mm-hmm. not included in that that was part of one piece of content so one video and article 
or just 10 articles, whatever. Uh, I would do five to six videos a week, every week. And I did that for two and a half years. Yeah, dude, it's, it's just, it's, it starts to get to dude, where I hated everything. It, I hated it, everything. I was so, I, hated life. I was so well, angry and mad. I hated everything. And not to sound like a pretentious artsy fartsy turd, but I was telling my, we, me and my wife were talking about this is when it becomes too mechanical and it's too much, the artistic there's no creativity in it. And it, it there's yeah, the creativity of it kind of goes away and then it, I don't know. It just doesn't feel as genuine. It doesn't feel as good. It becomes more like, right. And it's just not as, it's not as fun for me. And I think that translates to, it's not as fun for people watching because if it's not as fun for me, it's if, not going to be as fun. If for you're not watching. thoroughly enjoying what you're doing, what you're talking about, you're never going to portray that in a video, right? It's right. visible. It's, it's, it's very about, transparent. Right. And that's right. why I'm, I tell people that's this why I'm so slow all the time. Like this pro tech video. I wanted to do it for a long time. I've had all of the stuff from pro tech for two months now, give or take. And I've not made that video because there, there, there's some sort of thing in my mind where like, I know everything about these pro techs, but if I don't sit there and think about it ahead of time and get prepared mentally, not even just knowing the stuff, but having it like, solidified in my brain when i sit down and hit record i'm gonna sound like a moron right like i know the specs i know them but if i don't have them beaten into my brain when i start talking i'm gonna sound 10 times more stupid than i do when i do really know right. the stuff so like in the pro tech right. video i did today i don't have it it's over there I, but the sbr it's a pro tech sbr SBR. What does SBR mean to you? Short barrel rifle. Exactly. Right. SBR means short oh, barrel is that rifle. Not what it is? SBR for the Protec means short blade uh, rock eye. And in the oh, I don't know. I just know short barrel rifle because of uh, class three uh, permits you have to get for short barrel. I just rifles. know it from Call of Duty. <laughs> like, oh no, it's it's a class. Uh, there, you have to have a class three license to have short barrel rifles. Like, right. it's a, like I just know it from know it. from different video games and and stuff like that. So when I'm in the video, I'm I'm recording and I'm talking about SBR. I said SBR stands for short barrel rifle. Didn't mm-hmm. occur to me when I said it. It didn't occur to me when I edited it and I uploaded it. And the first comment is short or SBR stands for short blade rock eye. And I'm like, God damn it. What oh, an God. idiot. Like I know that it was in my notes. I wrote it down. I have my notes in front of me when I shot the video. doesn't matter. So if you don't uh-huh. have all of that stuff, just completely engraved in your mind, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. Like people, well, I, a few months ago, people were talking about Zach going back to Zach and Blade uh-huh. HQ and how he's always got his notes on paper in front of him and he has to read specs and stuff. I cannot imagine having to remember all of the specs on all of the knives and all oh, of the God. stuff they talk about. And people are like, yep. oh, I know them, but no, you don't. Like if you got in front of a camera and you're on the spot and you have to think of things like that and be personable in front of a camera, you have a million other things going on. Those specs just disappear from your brain even if you've got it written they in do. front of you sometimes it's just not there for you you can't call yep. upon that well, knowledge I, you know when i tell people all the time going back to what you were saying before about uh you know it coming across if you're enjoying it or you're not enjoying it i tell people all the time i'm like you have to like people sometimes i uh, if i 
talk about a product too much or whatever. They'll be like, oh, it's just a big fucking ad, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, look, I do YouTube videos. I'm not an actor. I can't fake this shit. If I don't like something, I can't pretend like I do. I'm not good at it, right? Like I'm not an actor. I can't, no matter how much somebody offered to pay me, I can't act like I like something if I don't. I only take on projects of things that I truly like because I am not an actor. (laughs) I'm fucking horrible at acting. Yep. I'm only good at being me, which is why if I'm miserable and I'm overworked, the videos aren't going to come. I've gotten, I've caught a little bit of flack for never really saying much negative stuff about things, but I've caught that too. But here's the thing. If it sucks, I'm just not doing a fucking video, but also my channel is called best damn EDC. I'm not talking about not, mediocre EDC. I'm talking about the best uh, stuff. Not, that doesn't always mean the most expensive not, or, or whatever. But right. if it's garbage, it's not ever going to be on the channel. Well, right. And and that's kind of my thing. Is I, and I've told companies that before. They've sent me stuff, and then I've been like, you know what? I'm just not doing this video. Right. Because if I did it, it would be a negative video. And there's no sense in me wasting my time, your time, or my viewers time me sitting here talking about how bad this thing sucks. Right. <laughs> like it's just not, it's not now, the point. It's now I no did points. a negative video recently on uh, a company that stole a design from somebody who came to them. I remember yeah. we talked about that cause you were real on the fence on whether you should do yeah. it or not. You're like, I don't normally do this kind of thing. It's kind of, but I feel like, like I feel like I should, I feel like this is like a PSA, right? right? It's like a public service announcement that people should know this, this company's are these people are dirt. Yeah. Bags. They, they pulled a really scummy move. It's not the first time they've done it. It's not the last time they're ever going to do it. And it's not the last time that any Chinese manufacturer is going to do that to somebody, which is unfortunate. But uh, yeah, I, right. I was very on the fence about that because that's not the kind of person I am, but you know, I, sometimes you got to do it. Though, you got to, you got to do it. But uh, Look, it's been almost two hours. You want to? Yeah, I mean, no, that's that's where I was well, going with yeah, that. I was going to say, hey, let's let's fill okay, some questions. Okay, zero, same fucking wavelength. Look at that. Look at that. We'll we'll do like um fifteen last fifteen or twenty yeah. minutes. We'll see if anybody has any questions in the comments. Uh, real quick, before um, we get to that, I had a uh, a person in the Discord mention me, and they said that look what Omega just released just for me. I'm pretty sure that they did this Ooh. specifically for me. Like they know Ooh. what I like and they made this model for me. Patina, patina. Somebody said patina. I can read comments now. So <laughs> now I'm going to be all over the place. Uh, patina, no, patina. I don't, I've been, Hey, I did good, bitch. I didn't say a word the whole time. I know. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. And I was looking like at that, it. I was looking at it. Steel bezel, that black dial. I love that red seconds hand. Only thing it needs That's now a is a, a date window. It's a sexy a bitch. Really nice looking Seamaster. And I sexy. think that might take the place of the young hands on my short list. That's a really nice looking Seamaster. Also, I don't have the money for sexy. that Seamaster because it's probably like six grand. <laughs> but but it's still yeah, sick. dude. The Seamasters, the the Omegas are expensive, man. But they're they're I I feel like they they are good good quality for the money, right? Like some people would argue that Rolex is a little overpriced because Omegas offer a lot of the same, or some people would even say better quality for so, the money. Uh, Art from the Discord says no date windows. Uh, he is always on my case about wanting date windows. Personally, I prefer a date window. If a watch can look good and have a date window, I'm always going to prefer a date window. It's one of my biggest. He's a no date window guy. He's he anti date window. window. It is one of my biggest complaints about the Laurier Neptune. 
There's no date window. And I think it looks great because it's a very symmetric dial. Like, it looks great. But I just, I just like knowing. Dude, the I look down at my man. wrist I like, I like so many times and there's no date there. And I'm just like, ah, I got to pull my phone out now. Like, it's just so convenient to have it there. Most of the watches I have have a date window. In fact, the only watches I do not have a date window on. The only watches I own are the Laurier Gemini and the Laurier Neptune with no date window. Well, I mean, we were just talking about the fucking Tudor doesn't have a date, right? Um, and I, that, I'm okay be- with it, especially like on a dress watch, something I'm not wearing every day. I don't need a date on it. I understand. I get that. I can agree with that. But on an everyday watch, a watch I wear every single day, I want a date window on it. Here's the thing, though. Hold on. And somebody said, uh, I just saw something for me. Thanks for the suggestion on the V cutter, Kyle. Kyle, you're welcome, brother. I am glad you are digging the V cutters. I do enjoy a good V. Hey, weren't you going to send me one? It, was I? <laughs> Along with a uh, a Vic. We were talking about date windows. Here's an example of when I think a date window is yeah. good. Look how it's well v- that's integrated in. It's right there at the six exactly. o'clock. Looks great. They shrunk the indices down to kind of go under it. You almost don't even really realize it's there, but yet you still can tell what fucking date it is if you need to know the date. So you know I'm I mean? going to, I'm going to show you this because this is a, a very, I love this watch. It's one of my favorites. I'm never getting rid of this watch. If I get rid of this watch, I'm getting another, either another exactly like it or the automatic version. And that is the marathon T. I've talked about it a lot, but this is a perfect example of a very bad date window. It's at four and a half. So it's at like the four thirty. Yeah. it's at a very bad spot. It's crammed in there. Uh, it's not good. Yeah. It's not good. And another one that, you know, I don't necessarily need, I don't need the day. This is a day date complication. I don't. Can I say I like day date because being what I do for a living and being that my wife is a nurse and only works a couple days a week and it varies and with school being out and stuff right now, like I forget what fucking day it is. <laughs> like sometimes having the date, I'm like, okay, the day I'm like, okay, it's two. Like I forget sometimes. So I kind of, I kind of dig having a, a date. Our day. Alex says my watch has the date and a timer, but apparently it's garbage. So Alex has what a she, what she uh, freestyle watch, I guess is what it is. It's like a Casio uh, F ninety one W, which is like the seven dollar Casio you can get at any Walmart. Hey, uh, but it's completely recased and sold for like sixty bucks instead of seven. Hey, I'd rather have if it tells. I'd time, rather have a Casio if Royale. If it tells time and you like it, ah, uh, that's a a bad. That's looking a watch. great oh, looking man. budget watch. I saw a couple questions. What, Best uh, where watch sub two fifty. Uh, you skipped, you skipped so one. Hold many on. great watches sub two fifty. For me, I would have to say something from Orient, Orient Mako, Orient Ray. Or, or can, Seiko. Can you get a Seiko? Yeah, you get a Seiko. I mean, you, Seiko 5. It's a great... Is it sub 250? I can't remember what I paid for mine. Um, well, Seiko yeah, 5 is Seiko a very I love my range life. of watches. The Seiko 5 that I was talking about earlier goes for like 60 bucks, but there's also a Seiko 5 for like 150 they have, they have a big range of, of watches. I want to say the Seiko 5 Sports, the one that I have, is real close to that price point. I don't it's know. close. If it's not there, it's real close. If I'm not mistaken, it's definitely sub 300. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think I paid more than 300. Uh, this was watch. one of the first questions we got. What is your favorite watch website to purchase from? Uh, I don't have a favorite. I bought from Joma, Joma shop, and I, I had Watchmax. Watchmax did. I did right? not have a great experience with Joma. 
I, I could go into that at a later date. Right now is probably not the best place to go into that. They made it right, though. Uh, they gave me my money back, but that's not what I wanted. Right. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, anytime they they refund your money, you can't really. Okay, I'll give you, know you know the clip like, notes of what happened. I bought a Young Hands Max Bill Chronoscope, which is one of those bubble on your wrist looking watches. It's about twelve hundred dollars is what I paid. Um, shipped very quickly. Came from New York. Came very very quickly. The opening experience, the unboxing was like, okay, the watch was like sideways in the box, and you know, whatever. Probably been sitting in a warehouse for eight months. <laughs> two years five years i don't know uh but i opened it up put it on my wrist and then i took it off my wrist because i needed a strap for it and i didn't like any of the ones that i had so i waited for them to come when i finally got a strap i liked i put it on my wrist and i noticed it looked like i scratched it and i was like i only wore this for like a day there's no way i scratched it um but i think well okay maybe i did scratch it whatever and i i asked them about it i was like this looks like a scratch but I, I don't think I scratched it. Um, and I took a picture of it with a macro lens and I realized it was like a fiber of something, of something under the crystal. So they said it looks like one of the common issues we have with young hands where the acrylic shaving, like when we press it into the case or when they press it into the case, the acrylic had a little shard that just got wedged under the crystal. So send it to us. We'll fix it and send it back to you. And I said, great. So I sent it to Joma and they said, unfortunately, it seems like it's defective. We can either give you another one exactly like it or refund your money. And I said, okay, I'll just take another one. I said, but if, if it's okay, could I just get a white one instead of the gray? Because the gray was very hard to pair with a strap. And I really also like the white one. And the guy replied and he said, oh, we just refunded your money. No problem. You can buy whatever you want now. And I was like, I mean, I feel like that's fair, but I don't know. I bought it. I mean, you could. I bought you it just... on sale. So when I got oh, my money back, okay. I got it was $250 more than what I paid. And the white one was almost $300 more than I paid. And I'm like, that's not what I wanted at all. And now I have to wait three or four days. And I can't even buy the watch I originally bought again. Yeah. And when yeah, I told that, him that, that he was like, sucks. oh, sorry. Let me know if I can help you with anything else. And I'm just like, <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe just give me the white one. I didn't want my money back. Like, I wanted that watch. Yeah, that kind of sucks. I, I I have had decent experiences with them and Watchmax. Uh, I've bought from both. And Watchman, real problem. Watchman has two ends at the end. The, the experience buying from them for the the Damasco was excellent. They've been great. Um, but they they Check only specialize in like German watches. So you're not looking at German. Where did the one go? So once somebody asked if I if I were to have a chance to work on a cigar, what size would it be, and and what and what would be the name of it? I, I'm actually working on a couple cigars uh, with a couple different nice. companies. I didn't even know that. So we'll we'll see how that pans out. Um, probably a Lancero or a Corona because those are probably my two favorite sizes of cigars. Um, name of it, I don't know yet. That is a tough one. I have I don't have an answer for that yet. That's something I'll have to think of. But it would probably be a maybe a Maduro, like a Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper, because it's one of my favorite wrappers, and it would probably be in a Corona or a Lancero size. Uh, Andrew Arnold says, what is the watch Taylor is selling and how much I'm selling the Glycine Combat Sub Soda? That was a drop collaboration for about 350 bucks. It's over in the Discord. You can see more there if you want to want to join. I think it's linked in the description. I'm not sure. 
Let's see what else we got. What else? Jeremy, could you have a watch come up? Oh, you were reading that, and I clicked on another. Damasco is effing hot. Love that thing. Yeah, I I love this watch, too. Jeremy is not as much of a fan. I like it. It's just not my style. Like, it's one of those watches that I can appreciate the coolness of it. It's just not my It's it's a Flieger chronograph with a ton of tech packed into it, and uh, I'm a fan. Big fan. And and one thing that I love... Uh, you're not going to be able to hear it, but the rotor in this watch is very heavy. So anytime you move your wrist, you can like, you don't hear it. You can feel it. It like will make my wrist move a little. Like if I set my arm down pretty fast, it's wow. it's a big heavy rotor in there. I love it, dude. That must be if it's making like, that. It's, it's shit. not like, that's crazy. You can't see my arm move, but I can feel like just a little bit of motion. It's it's a heavy rotor, and I love it. Just saying. If I could have any watch in bronze, what come out? What would you want? I don't know, man. I really like this one in bronze. Trying um, to find that. You mean like, do you mean solid bronze or just like bronze accents like this one? Um, I don't know that I would want a solid bronze watch. Like maybe a solid bronze watch with a leather strap, but I don't know if I, because the thing is like a solid bronze strap, it would probably turn your wrist green, right? Like if the whole. Uh, Oris does whole, it. Oris has a solid bronze Stra- that chronograph I sent you, they have different versions of that chronograph. You said you didn't like the dial. It's yeah, because it's yellow. Like, why would you put a yellow dial on a bronze? They have a blue dial weird. version. It looks just like your Bico, but it is that a solid sexy. bronze case, bezel, bracelet, everything. I th- I think Oris does it really well. I think I don't have to find a watch that if I could have any watch come out of it because I think there's already a really a couple good. Bingers, right? Oris does it really well. The the Black Bay Bronze is a pretty cool looking watch. I wish there were different strap options because I don't really like the straps that come on the Black Bay Bronze, but um, they had different strap options. Uh, the Black Bay Bronze, that's a hard thing to have, say for some reason. I have no cool idea watch. where that question was, but this question is, Jeremy, what's your thoughts on Jefferson Reserve aged at the ocean? It's actually aged at sea. Um, I had it. It's okay. It is very, very stout. I mean, it's over 100 proof. I'm not sure exactly. It's like 56% alcohol, I think. Here's the problem with that Jefferson's Ocean stuff is it's very dependent on the batch, right? Because I've only had a couple, and some of them are pretty good. Some of them are damn good, and some of them kind of suck. Like, because they do it by voyage, right? I think that's how Jefferson Ocean does it. It's like voyage one, voyage two, whatever. Um, and th- there's some pretty big variances in how good they are, right? So it's hard to say, like, my thoughts on the series as a whole. My thoughts on the series as a whole is inconsistent. If I <laughs> if I had to use one word to describe the series as a whole, it would be inconsistent. I really like the story behind it. I think it's cool that they put them on a boat and they go out there and they rock them around the ocean and they supposedly get a little saltiness to them because of the sea air. And I, I dig the whole story. I just, I'm not sold on the product a hundred percent. Tuzu says Joma is hit or miss. You should read their eBay comments. I don't want to. Um, I've not written yeah. Joma off. Like I'm fine giving them another shot, but my experience definitely left a bad taste in my mouth especially considering we were talking about like a sponsorship during this whole process with the person that was emailing me, the one that was like, Oh, sorry. Let me know if I can help you. I'm just like, dude, you (laughs) like, you you refunded me when all I wanted was the same watch in a different color. That's not what I asked for. (laughs) 
So much for that. Even if I was just a standard Uh, customer, I would have expected like a little more customer service than that, but uh, it was, eh. I have a great whiskey to send you from Australia. Um, Thanks buddy. Yeah. I mean, if anybody who wants to send me anything like that, um, I obviously appreciate it. I have a, a, a PO box set up on my YouTube channel. If you go to the info or the about area in my YouTube channel, there's a PO box um, there. Anybody can send stuff to. Obviously I don't have my personal address on the internet because I'm sure you're a perfectly nice dude, Philip, but there's a lot of crazies on the internet. So I'm not going to put my, my address out there, but I, I do have a box specifically for my it YouTube is, channel. Uh, um, just so out of frame out over here, but somebody sent me a pair of pink truck nuts. So never know what you're going to get in a PO oh, box. Dude, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, the Islander from long Island watch is a great dive watch. Yes. So if you like the SKX 007 or different Seiko's Islander watches are basically those with massive. Is that the one you told me about when I was looking for? Yeah. So there's a YouTube channel, long Island watches or long Island watch. Uh, he has a store and he sells his own watches as well as a bunch of other watches. But, um, the Islander is his brand and Islander watches are dive watches that are basically Seiko's with uh Sapphire crystal instead of their hard Lex, I guess is what they call it. Um, more adjustment, like fine adjustment on your bracelet. You have different bezel inserts. You have better loom. You have loomed bezels, like all sorts of upgrades for 200 to $300. Really good value. But I just don't like the logo. That's the biggest thing for me. Davis Wallace, my my man, he's in here. Um, That's a good idea. I like that. I know the bourbon junkies have done a couple, so maybe I'll, I'll talk to them and figure out what contacts they have and maybe do that. Doing a barrel pick with a cigar would be a really, a really cool thing. Davis, that's my boy right there. Look at that dog. That's a good-looking dog, Davis. <laughs> Paul R. says, um, what lenses was, do you use for your EDC photography? Just got a Sigma 85mm 1.4 Art. I always use, I've heard great things I always about use that my lens. Tamron, I think it's 25 to 70, 2.8 constant. Um that's just my workhorse lens that I use for most things. Sometimes I'll switch to my Sony 51.4, but it's not my favorite lens. It's a, eh, it's fine. I need lenses. I, I need to spend his, some money on some lenses. I have historically, historically been a big Canon mark, right? So, um, I have a lot of Canon L lenses that I just really love. Um, a lot of times I'll use Canon has a hundred millimeter macro 2.8, uh, L and man, that's one of the cheaper L lenses you can buy if you want to get into the professional, you know, L lenses or the professional lenses for Canon. And um, it's one of the cheaper ones. They're 100 millimeter macro. And man, that lens for, for shooting products because you can get so close. The focal distance is so close. I mean, I think you can get within like, I forgot the, the range, but it's a few inches in the few inches of, of the sensor plane, right? So when you get something that's like five inches of the sensor plane and your lens is seven inches long, <laughs> that means you could get like touch the front of that fucking lens with something. So you, with a hundred millimeters and being able to get that close, you can really get some cool detailed shots. So I use that a lot for product photography. Um, also use uh, 50 a lot, but now that I'm getting a Sony, I've heard some really good things about that art lens that you just talked about, the 85. I've also heard some really good stuff about the Zeiss Battis. I think it's an 85 millimeter Battis 1.4 Zeiss, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I've heard some really good things about that. Uh, just Greg says, if you're not in the Discord, join that right away. It's such a cool place to hang out. I totally agree. Totally agree. 
fucking millennial. <laughs> Jeremy is too old for Discord. Uh, if you want to join my Discord, what, what was that? I didn't. <laughs> what was that? I didn't. Fucking. I, I heard something. It came. if you want to join my discord it's discord.gg forward slash edc so i have that sweet sweet vanity url i have discord i get it man your discord's a cool place i just discord's over ten thousand people in there now it's crazy that's what i'm saying you've got a great one it's it's awesome and i a lot of people love it and i get it it's just not hey that same guy philip lucky said he wants to send me whiskey too i also have a po box it's in the description of all of my videos so I'm I'm fine there with, you go. with whiskey. I I obviously, a good man, I obviously need more whiskey. That's I have six bottles and Jeremy has a whole room of whiskey. Dude, you should t- just talk to my buddies, the bourbon junkies. Dude. <laughs> I've seen, the, have got like, I've seen the background of their videos. It's crazy. Well, dude, and that's only like one wall. That whole place is like every time I talk to him, he's like, yeah, I'm building a new shelf. Oh, We're out of room. God. I mean, that whole place. Maybe, I think he's maybe got, they should drink like some 400. Well, you can't keep up with that, dude. They drink a ton. You just can't keep up. They get so many bottles. I mean, I think they have 400 and some odd bottles of whiskey. Art also asks, my question is more, uh, I don't know what that means. If you could take any existing watch and change it to meet your taste, what would you like both Taylor and Jeremy? So Mm. the thing is, there are a lot of variations on watches. So uh, I should have mentioned this when I talked about my three that I would buy. One of the ones that I've been looking at is the Tudor Black Bay Steel. I don't know. Have you ever seen that one? Have you ever seen the Black Bay Steel? I th- think so. It looks. I've looked at I'm, all the Black Bay. I'm on Bays a steel point. bezel kick right now, so don't mind me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was about to say, are you on a bit of a steel tear but, right now? If but let's be real. Look at this. Look at it, man. Right? Yeah, See, I hot. love the, the Black Bay 58. But That's I also good. love this. Uh, I would like this watch in the Black Bay 58 size also with that date window or a date window at, at 6 o'clock. Either one. I'd be happy with it. But the Black Bay 58 with a steel bezel and a date window. I know what I would want. I would want a Black Bay, not a 58, but with a date window and the thickness of the 58. Yeah. That's what I yeah. really want. I mean, I, that, I those want, are, those are almost I, the actually, same thing. It's just like the, the different case size, right? So a 40 or a 42. Right. I actually like the 42 uh, a little bit bigger. I think I would prefer because the 39s, I mean, it would be fine, but it's a little, 40 is good. 39 pushing it. Like it's getting a little into like a little smaller than I prefer. I would rather have a 42, but I like the thinness of the case of the, the 58. So if they, they put the thin case on the bigger one and then put a date, complication because i don't think they do dates on any of them i'm fine with I the like. 40 so I, I i think either one of those i'd be happy with though uh mm-hmm. joe bergman any thoughts on shinola watches from detroit Shin, shinola oh, no. is kind of a fashion brand uh they are made in detroit but they're really not they got in trouble for that if you google shinola detroit scandal you'll find it basically they were saying that they're made in detroit but really they're made in other places and assembled in Detroit and they got in uh, trouble for false advertising. And I don't know. They just don't, I, I had a Filson watch. Filson is also owned by the same company as Shinola. Um, they're okay. I guess Filson got out of making watches probably because Shinola, but um, I think they make some okay designs, but it's not something I would spend my money on. 
Uh, best high proof bourbon? What? What are you laughing at? Oh God! I'm sorry. Where to go? Frank Ramos said, "I know one thing about the cigar name. It would be easy to pronounce." He's oh. joking because I'm so horrible at pronouncing cigar names. I agree, man. My cigar name needs to be like "Good Fucking Cigar." Like that needs to be the name. Like "Good Fucking Cigar." End of story. Hard stop. Period. <laughs> Uh, because I'm horrible at pronouncing cigar uh, Davis names. Wallace, for both of you, best high-proof bourbon? I think... That is a fucking rough question right there. Well, there's a bunch. My high-proof bourbon is very... Li- my, my experience with them is limited. This is the best one I've had so far. It's definitely... I don't know if I'd call that high-proof, I mean, it's though. 50... It's higher. 15 proof. I mean, what, yeah, what's high-proof well, to you? Because 115 is... Pr- barrel, bar- barrel strength is usually... What I consider high proof. So you're talking one. Well, I mean, here's the thing. And barrel strength is subjective right. too, because I have a peerless up there. That's barrel strength at like one Oh nine. Look, one fifteen is a great proof. I actually say a lot of times, I think bourbons in the one Oh five to one fifteen proof are some of my favorites because it's hot enough that it lets you know it's there and it's good and full of flavor, but it's not so crazy that it like scorches out inside Actually, of your mouth. Type, I take it type back. Situation. I think the, the Jefferson aged at sea that I had was like 60 some percent. Yeah. Right. Like 64. Um, maybe. I, I will say it's hard for me to say that's a hard question for me to answer. Cause there are a ton of barrel proof, high proof bourbons that I love. They're a bunch scotches too. Let me tell you something. Some of these, I hadn't had a lot of barrel-proof scotches until these people sent me some, and I have now, I love barrel-proof scotches because there's so much more flavor in them. Currently, though, if you ask me off the top of my head, just because it's one of my newer acquisitions that I really enjoy, is the Cigar Blend, Joseph Magnus Cigar Blend. is a very good barrel-proof. I forgot the proof on it, but it's up there, and it is excellent. But that's only because that's the most current in my brain. There are a hundred others. There's some Elijah Craig barrel proofs that are really, really good. There's a, I could rattle off 10 or 15. It'd be hard for me to pick. Uh, um, he also said, you'll have to share it with Taylor and totally get that, uh, about the, the PO box and not your home address. But, uh, so he's going to send one bottle and you'll have to pour half out and send the rest of me. Yeah, man, I'll send you. <laughs> You're going to send me like words. two little sample bottles, aren't you? I'll send you like an ounce. Have you guys? Have you guys tried I'll send you mezcal? A chunk of it. So I've tried some mezcals that I was okay with. I've not had any that I liked a lot. They're very smoky, much like a, a an Isla Scotch. But is it like a smoked tequila? Is that what mezcal so is? All tequila is mezcal. Not all mezcal is tequila, right? So tequila is like a bourbon, whereas mezcal is like a whiskey. So it makes sense. So gotcha. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. mezcal doesn't necessarily always taste like tequila. And I've had some mezcal, which was okay, but it always, for me, has that dirty sock smell and taste. Like, I hate tequila. I do not like tequila. I've not had one that I like. It always <sighs> smells and tastes like dirty socks. I don't dislike tequila. I, I keep meaning to get some because I know some people that have gotten into some nice sipping tequilas that they sip with their <clears> cigars. And I keep meaning to try that. Um, I, I'm so deep into the whiskeys and then I've recently kind of started getting into some rums. Um, and those go so well, rums and whiskeys go so well with cigars. I just haven't ventured into it yet. So my answer is no, not really. I haven't really got into mezcal, although I'm not against it. Uh, I drank some, a lot of some, when I was at a party once and mm-hmm. wasn't a good 
wasn't a good time. I'm going to be completely honest. It wasn't. I had some at a at an open bar one night, and it wasn't bad, but it was like really expensive mezcal, though. Uh, as with most liquor, that that tends to be the case. The more expensive shit tends to be good. Not always, though. I've had some really cheap stuff that's awesome and some really expensive shit that sucks. But uh, I've got a lot of people up here saying that this uh, this 1920 is a really good high proof. So maybe it's not as high proof as you like, but it's a higher proof for me, and I like it. So, well, and and that's why I said it's. I don't know if I agree or just. I don't know where you consider high proof starting. Right, like some people consider high proof like fucking stupid high like 125 190 plus. proof like straight out the still just yeah, like no, well that, yeah make you go um, blind i do agree though that that 1920 is one of the best bottles on the market especially uh readily available right because so many whiskeys are allocated they're hard to find and it's just all this shit that stuff you can find just about anywhere and it is fantastic so i i do get with you on that i just didn't know when he was asking high proof what I, I just haven't had asking. many super high proof bourbons. I mean, I've had that that Jefferson aged at seeing this. So, dude, I got. I'll have to send you. I'm going to send you some samples. You're just going to have to do like a, a um, whiskey run up to North Carolina. Dude, I'm telling you that cigar malt. You would love le- hey, it. It is. Speaking of cigars, stuff. I know you weren't really talking about cigars. I meant to tell you this last podcast. Uh, we went to Raleigh a few weekends ago. And on the way to uh-huh. Raleigh from Charlotte, you you pass through Greensboro. And what's in Greensboro, we talked about this before, is a JR outlet mall. Dude, it's mm. huge mm. and it's nothing but cigars. Just a giant cigar mecca. Yes. Um, I did not go in, but at some point I will. <laughs> Justin Johnson says, four rows over Buffalo Trace. What the? Yeah, dude. Like, hey, when you do it blind, dude, it. it it is what it is, bro. Like, I get it. I thought the same thing, man. I was laughing because he's he's commenting on the fact that the latest video I put up was uh, I did a blind tasting of I let the Patreons vote. I put up a big list of budget bourbons. The Patreons voted and they picked and I picked the, the top five that, that uh, got the highest amount of votes. I did a blind uh, tasting to see when you take out all the hubbub and you take out the marketing and you take out what everybody says about a whiskey and all this, you take all that out and blind it. What's the All best, you need right? to know is Ardbeg. Uh, well, that's a different situation. No, no, no. It's hard no, to no, do no, no, a no. budget. When you're talking whiskey. All you need to know is Ardbeg. That's it. That's it. Just buy Ardbeg. Forget everything else. Mm. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, because Lagavulin is also very good. Uh, all you need to know yeah, is Ardbeg Lagavul- and Lagavulin. Well, I was really surprised, though, because up until that blind, I would have recommended Buffalo Trace to people. I've always said Buffalo Trace is a nice sipper. I'll still argue that everything in that blind is a good budget whiskey. Like, all of them are fine. Um, I would have never in a million years, if you would have told me prior to that, would you put four roses above Buffalo Trace? I would have never thought it in a million years. But blind, if you haven't tried doing blinds, do it at your own house. It's a fun little experiment. You'll probably be surprised with the uh, results. One last question here, or I guess it is a question from Davis Wallace. Would you guys be cool with two ounce whiskey samples being sent to your PO boxes? Uh, n- no. What a horrible idea. Yes. <laughs> send whatever yeah. you want. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Trying to send me free whiskey, you bastard. Why would what you a jerk. send me free whiskey? Why would you what a gift jerk us send me free whiskey? <laughs> Jesus, Davis Wallace, my God. <laughs> All right. I guess that that should probably go uh, round it up. We're almost two and a half hours and we were trying to stay under two. So we're obviously not very good with that. Yeah, and here's Jeremy ask. 
real quick, Sires, with one more, one more interruption. Jeremy, obviously you get to anybody. Uh, there's somebody asked you. Just I just wanted to say that wasn't that. It was, um, oh. <laughs> you know, it's funny. A lot of people agreed with me that they think Buffalo Trace is ass. So I don't know, man. I'm on the fence. But the one I was actually talking about table. was was he was asking if if um, no no the they were asking me if I was going to switch over oh, to Sony. Completely. Yeah. Um, I, that is yet to be seen, my friend. I do not know. I would have to. I'm going to have to see how the Sony works. I think it's got good potential. Look, I'm really excited about the bit rates Jeremy, they've got. Don't worry. You have a support group, and that support group is named Taylor Martin. I've been using Sony cameras so for a decade. Right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm excited because they finally put 10 bit in a Sony. I know. Right? All of mine like, are 8 bit. You couldn't use S Log. You couldn't use S Log. Let's be real. Are you using S Log for YouTube? I am mm. now. I started using a color checker. I went back to using C log and I fucking love it now that I have a color checker and it doesn't, it's not a disaster to color grade. It's easy. I got a preset. I throw it on there. I, I made a preset All right. using my All color right. checker. Boom. Um, so I am excited about S log three because it, dude, it's got like 15 stops of dynamic right? Patina, patina, patina. Um, it's got like 15 stops of dynamic range in S log three, which, was always kind of useless in previous models because it was only eight bit, so it kind of fell the fuck apart and it wouldn't work. But now it's ten bit S log three. I'm fucking pumped about it. So I don't know though. It just depends on how the camera. Imagine uh, I'm, Davis says if Sony offers patina finishes, it's a wrap. Imagine a brass camera. They a brass it. camera. Fucking forget about it, dude. <laughs> done. 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 Uh, yeah. Sold. I'm buying stock in a company. All I want is a leather wrapped camera, and I don't want one of those cheap, awful cases that you get. I want a leather wrapped camera. <laughs> well, who was it that was joking around about? It? Oh, it was Josh Yo. I don't know if you watched Josh Yo. He was like, "Sony, can we get one wrapped in denim?" Because he's always wearing like denim Whoa. shirts and shit. He's like, "Can we get one wrapped in denim?" It was funny. He was yeah, just yeah. saying it as a joke, obviously, but. But yeah, I don't know, man. I might. I, Sony has some pretty cool stuff, and I think the lens options are more vast on Sony. Email right? is, because is pretty cool. You so you can use any APS-C camera lens on your full-frame camera. Right. You just have to punch into APS-C mode, but that really means you have a broad spectrum of lenses to use, and a lot right. of them are cheap. Yeah, they're cheap, and they're good. So I don't know. So long, it's long drawn-out Jeremy answer to that question is, Yet to be determined, my friend. I, I would hate to jump ship completely because I have a lot of money invested in Canon Glass, but uh, I, I'm, I have no the, you know, fundamental ties to any company that, that uh, it's just whatever does the job best. So I'm not against it. All right. Well, I think that should probably wrap this up. We're at two hours and 30 minutes. Look at that. Two hours. That's, that's not bad, though. I mean, we, we really cut to the comments a little late. Um, but, you know, 2.30, that's yeah, fine. But, We're good. Uh, I lied to you guys. I did not think about how to end these podcasts. But I will say we will be back next Wednesday. We will also be live. Are, are we doing this Friday? I need to ask you now before I say it. Yeah, this, this Friday? Friday. Okay. So sure. Two nights from now. This Friday, we will also be live just doing a hangout, doing nothing but talking to you guys, answering questions, drinking whiskey, doing whatever. So more of this at the tail end of this podcast, just hanging out. Just a, a live stream hangout. Yeah, because... And uh, that's a... 
Because the goal is to start doing one of those a month. But the way this month fell with when we started the podcast, and I think normally we would probably switch out the last podcast of the month for a hangout. But there wasn't enough this month. So yeah, it was a little. It's a little weird that normally there won't be a podcast and a uh, hangout in the same. Maybe there will be. Normally it'll just be. Maybe it depends, but. There will definitely at least be one a month of yeah. the just hangouts because I know a lot of you guys had mentioned that you like the interaction and being able to shoot the shit. And it's, the whole it's episode, nice to be so a little more like definitely casual with it. I mean, we've been pretty casual, but answering questions is far more casual than than us talking to each other. So right. Anyway, thank you guys for you. hanging out. Uh, if you want to follow us, all of our information is linked in the description or the show notes. If you're listening to the audio only version, makes it so much easier to just say that than than telling people where to follow. Um, and again, just as a reminder, if you want to see Jeremy smoke a big fat one on live screen, uh, live stream, not live stream. I've had too many whiskeys, uh, live stream, <laughs> live screaming. I, we be live uh, screaming. If you see him smoke a big fat one, uh, thousand concurrence. That's a, it's a big, big number. I think we can do it though. You gotta, you gotta watch out when you say big fat one. Cause people are gonna think I'm going to be smoking a big old spliff or something. We're talking about a, we're talking about a cigar, <laughs> right? We're not, I'm not, I'm not going to be partaking in the cannabis on a live we'll stream <laughs> and, and, and we get that. <laughs> no. i'm also getting a tattoo but i i haven't decided what the tattoo is going to be of yet but thanks for hanging out i have no my, my name idea nipple, how nipple. we're going to end this so i'm just going to say i'll uh, catch you guys next wednesday and also this friday on a, on a little live hangout so see you guys then via con dios Catch me howling at the moon